You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show that talks about everything that's happening in the world of professional wrestling at Sunday 9 in the morning. It's an early morning Sunday show. Uh, it's like Sunday morning slam, uh, but there's a severe lack of bears um, and dancing and Brian Dias in a commentary going crazy. Uh, so it's just, it's just, that's what it is, I guess. Uh, I'm Ryan Knightsey. Uh, with me, as always, is the incomparable uh, Scotty Edwards. Scotty, welcome. How are you doing? Welcome on the Sunday morn, February 5th, episode 82. How are you doing, Scotty? Oh, just dandy. Here we are. Um, I have no idea what we're going to talk about because I already forget. <laughs> so shout out to me. Um, I don't know. It's been, you know. Wrestling's been quiet in a good way lately. We don't have any, like stupidly big bad terrifying story like you wwe uh to uh freak out about uh it's it's been nice it's been nice to kind of calm down a little bit after what was a never-ending cycle of stuff like that yeah it's definitely still like a newsworthy week but it was nothing it was a bunch of like stories not like major earth-shattering uh stories which i guess if we know according to Nick Khan, there'll be more earth shattering stories in about three months. So, you know, we'll get there. Let's yeah, see. yeah. And uh people start bullying Comcast. Just wink wink nudge nudge. Since it sounds like that might not happen. Uh but yeah, this is um it was a good week of wrestling, like in ring wise. I mean AEW had another great week as they as they do. Um and they have another great week coming up. You know, Actually, you know, I'm gonna just completely throw this show off the tracks. That's fine. And you, as you already going... said, you you don't remember what the the rundown is, anyways. So. <laughs> well, we we weren't talking about AEW though, were we? Uh, we had some news like about the house shows and stuff. But go ahead, go. For yeah, it. well, I'm not gonna ask about that, so that's okay. Uh, but I I was gonna ask you. Mm-hmm. So we are literally we are literally a month away from Revolution. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yes, we are. We're exactly a month away, pretty much. Um. So let me ask you, do you feel that the that revolution is being built like it should be? Or do you think we are still working on the week to week basis for booking? Because there's one match obviously being built and has been for a few months now. So that's good. Mm-hmm. But everything else it's like maybe a second match maybe a third match but nothing um defined on that regard i feel like we're still on a week-to-week basis uh i I feel like you're right i think mjf danielson is down the pipe um it looks i would also argue that probably jericho starks is also down the pipe that's a shame um and I don't know, yeah, because I was gonna say I was gonna say like Gun Club in the acclaimed, but that's happening on this Wednesday. 
Yeah. Maybe I could also say uh, Paige and Moxley are probably down the pipe as well because uh, all yeah. they've already had three matches and they've all been great. I would um, say the women's stuff too, but I don't really know what Jamie Hayter is going to be doing, so I think that's still week to week for her. Yeah, the fact that we're four or five dynamites, four or five rampages away, there's still got plenty of stuff to do. I'm okay mm-hmm. if we don't know everything a month out. Now, if it's like, you know, two weeks out, you know, talk to me in like two weeks and it's like we still know the card, I'll be like, okay, let's start knowing some matches here. Let's start. Yeah. Let's start cementing some stuff here. But right now, like a month out, I'm personally, I'm okay with that sort of stuff. I don't need to know it a month out, but we already have like inklings of what it will look like. But yeah, I, to answer your question, I, I think it's still very much week to week. I think, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but I very much fear that Revolution is not going to have a stronger card as like the weekly dynamite at this point. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we're certainly going to get MJF Danielson, which will be the main event, right? And we'll, yeah, hopefully that sells. Does that does that Iron as Man a match. is that match as a main event a like a good draw for you versus what we're sort of been getting on television every single week? No, <laughs> uh, that's actually like the match I'm sold on probably the least in terms of, like, excitement each and every week. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny, because it's the one being built up, but... I don't know, it's hard to... It's hard to care about a feud that has been as rocky as it's been, while also a lot of the basis coming from, a, coming from it being about a guy who is now back in WWE as a VP... So I think that's pretty funny. Um, but but I will say that MJF actually having the physical and having to wrestle now, I think that's where it could start to heat up because that's part of my problem with all this MJF stuff is like, oh, yeah, let me put through every single one of my opponents through the ringer, but I never have to do anything about yeah. it. The it's classic like, MJF. It's very heel, but it's the same story every time with MJF. Yeah, I, I do think it's a slightly different variation on it uh, of like, instead of it being like an active gauntlet, it's just sort of like, well, you know, he has to win the matches anyways. It's not like he's, he's doing something. He actively needs sure. to get a better record. So it's like, there's some, a slight variation, but it's ultimately the same sort of story that they've been doing. And I, th- I agree with you. It's like, I think that's, you know, we're still on the week to week. Uh I, yeah, I guess also we don't know. Is it in storyline that MJF is hired? Like, I know he's hiring these guys, but is it in storyline that MJF is booking these Danielson matches? Because the belief before was that it was always MJF booking or, you know, being like, oh, Chris Jericho, you're going to face this guy yeah. and then this guy. Is it in kayfabe that he's doing it this time or is it well, because it's a record two. base? Yeah, it's, he picked Thatcher. I yeah. know. And it seemed like he picked Ru- Roosh. Roosh! Sorry. Yeah, Roosh and KJ weren't sure about because yeah. I was like, well, he... Were they were they hired as, like, guns, you know, beforehand, and then TK yeah. booked it? Or did TK book them, and then MJF is like, but beat them up even more, here's some money for it. You know, that's where I'm like, I don't know which is uh, more thing. But, you yeah, know, I think it's definitely week to week still. Um... 
if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I believe Danielson had to like win every match up until the Roosh yeah. match. Yeah, that's the last one. The so Roosh. he just has to the win Roosh the Roosh is match, the last one. Which they're definitely teasing with him versus Roosh and then uh Takeshita versus MJF and an eliminator. It's like, hey, I if, will... if he doesn't get this, then Takeshita's in the pay per view. I will say the best thing about this build is at least I can actually see from afar what a handful of matches are because there have been times in the past where I have no idea what they are until yeah. like three weeks away. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm hopeful we get Swerve and Keith Lee on this show. Um, it's sure you're probably gonna get some of Joe and Wardlow on this show, which you know I think we all would have just rather had done Darby and some of Joe, but. That's 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 also the game I'm like playing. I'm like, how many how many of the like matches that we have all really liked are they just going to be more TV matches? We're going to end up with like the people we don't care for. Um, the acclaims, like, yeah, it's going to be the guns, or it's gonna it's probably just going to be them. I'm because I think a lot of people are starting to think that the guns actually win the belts. Yeah. Uh, but we'll wait and see. I just wanted to ask that question because I think. I think they're doing a better overall job at setting up matches ahead of time, but we are definitely still on a week to week like yeah, type stuff. Which like I said, I how how do you feel about? It? Are you okay with it still being week to week? Do you want to know more about the pay-per-view or cuz I feel personally like I said, I feel like I'm okay with it still being week to week. I get it. Also knowing that the Roosh one is the last one uh of this like yeah. little, little run. Knowing that, like, oh, after this Wednesday, after Rampage, then it's like, oh, to me, that is we're entering full on revolution prep at that. Yeah, point. I think I think it's okay. I just want I just want them to kick into gear next. You know, that's all. Um, some would say full gear. Uh, I would like them to just set it all up starting this week i think a month out's the fair amount of time uh fair amount of weeks to do it uh you know you don't have to it's just that's the thing with aw it's like you have so many months until your next pay-per-view that i usually hope that they start more of the feuds more than a month out uh and i think this time i will give them credit even though there are some hills to climb you know with the likes of a jamie hater not having a clear opponent but that's neither here nor there um i'm excited though so i guess that's good a month yeah, away yeah i was trying to see i was like oh may, who what could jamie hater's opponent be uh i could see it being like a tony storm again if they want to tie that in again if that's they, okay um and then i was also just like well she's been they've been really pushing this sort of like AJW-esque Emi Sakura and you know, everything of Jamie Hayter bringing that up. And I was like, Tasha Kong just got announced for stuff yesterday. Let me see. And I was like, oh, end of March, beginning of April. Never mind. I mean, she still could, <laughs> but I, I, I doubt I, I mean, that'd be, I that'd be, that'd be, it. That would be Soraya. fantastic. What's that? I fear it will be Soraya. I don't know if it would be Soraya yet. I don't feel like... It doesn't need to be Soraya at all. Yeah. On pay-per-view. Sure, 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 sure. I think it will be eventually, but I think I think that's a big like TV main event you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Who knows? Uh, I guess the good thing is we're sitting here and 
there's anticipation. This isn't to say I haven't enjoyed the many, many weeks of Dynamite, by the way. I no, just yeah. was... I, thought, I think, as a freakazoid, I feel like Dynamite has been phenomenal since basically... Yeah, I mean, you get, you're getting, like, unbelievable top-tier matches each and every week. Yeah. Um, At minimum, Some of them telling a, a great star. story. Yeah. Some, some are telling a great story, like Hangman and Mox. Mm-hmm. Uh, others, like Darby and Joe, or... Pretty much anything Darby's been doing have just been great and part of a story as well. Um, the only problem I have is I do I am upset that Darby kind of just now gets kicked to the side heading into the pay per view, but whatevs. Yeah, I, I from the beginning I didn't say anything about it, but I was thinking this entire time that I was like, I think Darby's TNT title reign is just because he's going to Noah, and it's the classic let's put a title on the guy to put them in new audiences sure seems that way and i was like oh and then wardlow came back and i was like ah so we did just put a big old pause and another thing yeah. which you know don't have the king of uh television loose i'll just say that just say that i was I also thinking about king of television i was watching uh sapporo new beginning sapporo i was like man obviously i would love uh, brian danielson versus zach saber jr forbidden door i totally feel like that's the match you do but damn, if if you don't necessarily have the king of television versus the New Japan TV title holder, I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> I feel like the, I, I feel like that's the match, right? <laughs> it feels like they're telling you you have to do it. It'd be an interesting matchup. Samoa but Joe I guess versus get... Zack Saber Jr. would still be really good, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't say it would be bad. Not as good as Brian, but uh, you know, I'll take Samoa. I'll take Samoa. That means Brian might have a better match. So. That's true. Or or you save that match for like a G one opener. I don't think Danielson's ever gonna add to the G one. I think we all have to accept that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna dream. Um but yeah, we got a bunch of news we'll get to. Uh obviously we're gonna talk about New Japan in the beginning in Sapporo. Stardom Supreme Fight. A bunch of little news items up and down this week. Uh let's start off, of course, with the passing of Lanny Poffo. He passed away. It was broken by Hexall Jim Duggan. Uh, the former WWE star Lanny Poffo passed away at 68 years old. Um, obviously reported on Thursday that he passed away. The genius Lanny Poffo, brother of Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, what are your... Do you have any memories about leaping Lanny Poffo? Uh, my main memory is him inducting uh, Randy Savage into the Hall of Fame. That's about all I really have. But I remember him doing a great job. He has, he told like a poem or something. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean it's it's sad. Obviously, sixty eight still pretty up. Uh, he it definitely seems. I, I I haven't read much about it. I just you know saw it and kind of. You know, move forward because I'd have as much of a connection to him, but uh, he always seemed to be a classy um, fella. Anytime that someone brought him up or he was on TV, I know he did New Japan commentary once upon a time, which is yes. like bad but also great in its own way. Um, that is my memory of of Lane <laughs> Poffo is him in 2018 doing New Japan commentary. This guy. Out of nowhere, for I don't know why or what reason, just basically shows up on a tour. Uh, 
and he's so bad at commentary. He's so bad at it. Uh, the famous line of, you know, uh, Tomohiro Ishii coming out with the Rev Pro title uh, and Chris Charlton sort of being like, oh, here comes Tomohiro Ishii, the Rev Pro uh, British heavyweight champion. Uh, then Lanny Poffo turns and asks, does that mean he's the champion of the British? And uh, that that meme has then lived on. Uh, the Isn't champion the, of the British. Gino repeatedly say that i think he was saying that about great okana at uh wrestle kingdom when uh yeah when i definitely they every time the rev pro title holder comes out they mention that he is the champion of the british uh <laughs> and they and they did it they did it as well uh, they they open up uh new beginning in support night one with a oscar Lobe lube versus uh great okan and uh chris charlton said you know they talked about a uh, passing of lanny poffo and and chris charlton mentioned he's like in and just in great remembrance, here comes Great Khan, the champion of the British. <laughs> but yeah, no, Lanny Poffo, uh, t- terrible at commentary. And he, I, there was stories about, you know, when he passed away that, you know, the other commentary teams talked about that. Like, he realized how bad he was at it and then quickly adjusted. It was just sort of leaned into understanding. He's like, okay, I'm, I, I understand I'm not good at this. I'm not your next, you know color commentator guy so he just slowed down didn't talk as much just and then as soon as the tour was over stopped doing it completely he he pulled a um uh he pulled the mike adamley yeah and realized he was bad so he just went with it yeah which you know that's that's fine i and i do that and since then he's always been a great sport about it you know he's always been he always understood that it was a comically bad but, you know, I think that's also just goes to show, like, what kind of guy he was is that, you know, that that kind of guy that, you know, he's going to he's going to go out there and attempt something. But, you know, he's ultimately a good guy, nice guy. Uh, and, uh, yeah, a lot of great quotes from uh, Lanny Poffo. Uh, what was it? I believe that quote that's floating around there. If they can't take a joke, then fuck them. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a great quote from old Lanny Poff. Lenny Poff. Lenny Poff. Rest in peace, Lenny Poff. But yeah, uh, sad to see. Two big deaths, unfortunately, to uh, start off the year. Yeah, sad to see the passing of Lenny Poffo. Um, moving into WB News, uh, they uh, had a bunch of financial stuff because it was the Q1 um reporting obviously uh i don't have all the details here but they made a shit ton of money is that a big surprise (laughs) quarter one uh royal rumble made like had like a 7.7 million dollar live gate um the uh uh it's so funny i i just want to say this before uh you get through all the numbers it is so funny to me that this company is like yeah well we gotta we gotta sell now because of it's now that we're making record dollars, every event we do, we gotta sell now. Every show is a like highest grossing show in our history of this town, and but you know what? We gotta sell. It's like yeah. what the f- like. I understand why they're selling. It's because Vince McMahon's a egomaniac. But holy shit, does it not make any sense? <laughs> that's a that's a great point. I like why sell the company when you're constantly making record profits and granted those record profits are totally based off the TV deal. 
maybe they're guessing they won't be getting as good of a TV deal. Like maybe that yeah, Fox what, is done. Yeah, maybe that's what they think, and they're like, okay, let's just cash out when we can before these TV deals are up. Uh, and and slash or you know package everything Thanks. together. TV deals, streaming rights, you know, all this other stuff. Package it all together and sell the company and do all that stuff at the same time. They're gonna get a healthy deal, no matter what. I'm not really too worried about them. Uh, but it's just, it's just so funny because every like Royal Rumble. Oh, this is the biggest Royal Rumble <laughs> game of all time. Uh, Elimination Chamber, biggest game of all time. WrestleMania is looking like it's gonna be the biggest game. I'm like, what the hell? You guys sound like idiots. The most watched PLE of all time. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, no wonder. Uh, it's on Peacock, and you don't, we don't actually know the actual numbers of Peacock stuff. But we do know that uh, Peacock had double the amount of subscribers that it did last year, so I'm yeah. sure more people watched it. And the Royal Rumble's just like I think that's the I I want I meant to talk about this. I think that's like one of the only uh, WWE shows that people be like, oh, I remember the Royal Rumble. I'll toss this on, mm-hmm. you know, just to see what's going on. It'll be that at WrestleMania that will probably do that. So yeah, oh, one hundred percent. Um. But yeah, no, uh, a bunch of news uh, numbers and whatnot. Yes, you're you're the one. I see. I just wanted to. Uh, I I I like to think about this guy. I think it's funny as hell. Can you imagine having Peacock for non WWE reasons? You don't watch WWE at all. Just some of the shit that pops up from this company on there on like the front page when you're like, oh, let me go watch The Office, and it's like Braun Breaker and and jc jane that's just popped up in your face and you're like well who the hell are these clowns yeah yeah just, the, the non-wrestling fan yeah it's like i'm just trying to hear to watch the office which is of <laughs> course the only show that people watch on peacock probably uh i'm trying to name it is the friends on there that's probably on there i right? don't think so uh peacock, peacock has like nothing he has yellowstone i think that's popular amongst no yellowstone is paramount i believe it's on both really yeah, oh, like I, I think the that. actual Yellowstone show is on there, but like Interesting. the Paramount stuff is like the Paramount has like the exclusive. Whatever, this is not part of the what, conversation. Well, now I want to look up Peacock. Oh, now we gotta look. <laughs> no, That's my gotta... fault. That's my fault, folks. That's my fault. <laughs> uh, well, I'm looking that up. Yeah, uh, WWE broke all the records, made a bunch of money, a bunch of people watched it. Uh, what a surprise there. Um, really shouldn't be a surprise at all to anybody um yeah but 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 ryan yes vince will uh get out of the way if it's best for the deal yeah so i grabbed four news bits that came out of the week one of them being that um when asked i believe it was nick khan was asked by light shed ventures brandon ross um ross asked khan if he could tell investors quote with certainty if Mick, if Vince McMahon would be willing to end his involvement with WWE following a sale, if they give shareholders the most value, Tony, uh, uh, not Tony, Nick Khan immediately said yes to that question. He's declared it to the board. He's declared it to us in management. It's all about shareholder valor, value. He's obviously a shareholder, so it's not about what role he'll have. It's about max- maximizing the value opportunity. So if the buyers don't want him involved, uh, and it behooves them if all well not just the buyer yeah just all of the buyers don't want Vince McMahon involved in this he will step down now it's weird to have Vince McMahon say that or weird to have that news break 
um, after Vince McMahon just forcibly reinserted himself into this company, thinking and believing and somewhat pres- uh, assuming and uh, telling the uh, shareholders that the only way they can sell this company is by having Vince involved, because that's the reason stated for having him come back into the board is to uh. help facilitate a sale. Uh, but if this, but he's saying, well, I guess to be fair, his job is to help facilitate a sale. If the sale requires him to step down, then he'll step down again, uh, which would be yeah. dumb and stupid. Uh, but I don't know. What do you feel about Vince McMahon? And, uh, his <laughs> what do I feel about Vince McMahon or just the situation? Because we could, we could go two different ways here. Uh, this situation, I guess. All right. Um, I think it's hilarious. I think, like, listen, at the end of the day, what Vince McMahon has done by coming back is force people to lose jobs and put his disgusting self back in power. But it is unbelievable that Nick Khan went on a public forum and went out there and said, yeah, Vince McMahon would step down if it was best for for best for the business. In what world has Vince McMahon ever did what's best for the company rather than just himself? It's always about himself. He's literally in the middle of multiple like lawsuits and allegations where he used the company's money. You think that was the best for the company? No, 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 no. He never does what's best for the company. It's what's best for him. If it happens to fall in line with what's best for the company, then great. But that's not how this works. That's not how Vince McMahon works. Uh, I I will have to see it to believe it. Let's just say that. Uh, Peacock has uh, Parks and Recreation, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, obviously SNL, Modern Family, Everybody Hates Chris, Young Rock, Poker Face, that new TV show that came out that I've actually been hearing a lot of good things about. I just find it so funny that this is what you went back to. <laughs> uh, Superstore, uh, Battlestar Galactica. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that was on there. Columbo? Columbo? You can watch all of Columbo. Murder, She Wrote. Monk is on there. Uh, I don't know what's happening right now. Cheers. Let's uh, let's let's got any good movies. Knocked Up. Uh, Shrek apparently is on here. Elysium, uh, upgrade Shrek Forever After Speed, Zero Dark Thirty. All right, here we go. Let's get some good movies out of here. I Robot. All right, not as good. Uh, Tar, the Oscar nominated movie for this year. I have bigger news for you. Okay, than any of this. Bigger than Tar. Yeah. Do you know at the WWE house show that they did another pitch black match? Huh? Wait. <laughs> At the house show? At the Road to WrestleMania Super Show in Columbus, Georgia. You missed it! You could have went! What? <laughs> Who is it? Who's in it? Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight. Yeah! They just did the match again. They did the match again, but this wasn't sponsored by that. This, yeah, this one, they weren't doing it for the Bucks. That is no. They they said this was a great idea. Let's do it again. Wow. Yeah, you're welcome for that. It's weird that they did that match because I also rec- recall hearing that Bray Wyatt suffered a head injury. Uh, during I thought of the hand. What's that? 
I read it as hand, so head injury is news to me. <laughs> I, I, I'll i verify which one it is, but yeah, no, I was pretty sure it was a head injury, and then he had a, the, did the match again yesterday. <laughs> well, it's but, not really much of a match. It's not like he does anything. It's also like, but it's also like, man, he suffered a head injury. Maybe it was one of the four or five kendo sticks to the head that he took, uh, that just took yeah, the lightning to the it. skull. Uh, maybe that's the issue. Uh, You're welcome for that, though. That that was the biggest news bit of the week, folks. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, well, WB Intercontinental Title Match: Gunther versus Sheamus. All right, here we go, baby. Um, the rest of the show looked pretty good. That's the funny part. Yeah. Main event was Cody Rhodes versus Seth. That's not too bad. Um, yeah. Speaking of the pitch black match, the Mountain Dew pitch black match, of course, uh, also reported that they made a crap ton of money uh, from the uh pitch black match um the sponsorship revenue for wrestlemania 39 uh, is coming up they're going to do another sponsored match similar to the mountain dew pitch black match uh will be happening at wrestlemania 39 uh their sponsorship revenue currently stands between 14 to 15 million dollars which would be a new record for the company uh so they're going to do another sponsored match uh at wrestlemania uh, there are a couple companies already signed on to sponsor the event. So, Scotty, it is our job to come up with what the kind of match will look like. Obviously, we have Pepsi, who did the Mountain Dew, so we could do other Pepsi brands like the Dr. Pepper uh, Destruction match. Uh, the the uh, Pepsi Punjabi prison match. <laughs> the Diet Pepsi Punjabi prison match. <laughs> uh, take two is a company that I don't know. Is that 2K? Take 2. Yes, it is t- it is 2K. That's the parent all right, company. All right, 2K. let me let me hit you with uh, the 2K in your house match. I think it's the because two- it's a video game that goes in your house. The 2K simulation match, in which case we don't actually have a match and instead Bray Wyatt and LA Knight just simulate a match. They just play the video game on WrestleMania. <laughs> and they that's it. They do actual commentary for it. Uh Mars the Mars slash Snickers company. So of course uh the Snicker on a pole match uh is right there. Uh but then here's a good one that you know I think a lot of people are making fun with making fun of and think this would be fun. Another sponsorship for the WrestleMania. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Uh so what what kind of match can you derive from the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Crunch brand? I have no idea. <laughs> I can't even cinnamon toast crunch. I don't know. See that cinnamon toast crunch could have sponsored the Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville match. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me what made me think it would. I just think it could have made sense. I think it could be the cinnamon toast cage match, uh, in which case the, you can't escape from the cage because there's too much frosting at the top of it. It's going to just be the uh, WrestleMania Battle Royal and the winner gets Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's going to be just like when... Um, do you remember the like one time that they had a Battle Royal and someone like won Pizza Hut pizza? Yes. Yeah, it's going to be like that. <laughs> when? I can't believe that the how they're going to have the return of Big E is having him return, win a battle royal at WrestleMania, and eat a bunch of cinnamon toast crunch out of a bowl. You could probably make it entertaining, at least. You could. 
think I said he could, not not anyone. I think oh. he could. I thought you said you. I was like, yeah, you you could make it. No, I couldn't make it entertaining. I can't even. I'm I'm falling asleep thinking about it over here. Talking about Vince McMahon, uh, Triple H uh, on the on it's the whipped. Q4 earnings call uh, talked about was asked about uh, what is it like having Vince McMahon back around instead of asking what it's like with him leaving or knowing anything about him leaving all this stuff. They asked about what how has it been with him back. Triple H said, "Well, that's made a point saying that it's been great to have McMahon back." He's excited about how much fun, uh, you know, he's had fun as the chief content officer. And having Vince around has been great. I'll tell you this. It has allowed me and allowed me to speak for our entire creative team. Uh, but we're sitting on the shoulders of giants. So having him back and involved, even at just the board level, comes with incredible insight. He is a tremendous really? asset to this company. This is the best time of the year. We've kicked off the road to WrestleMania, yada, 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 yada. So, uh, so yeah, Vince being back is great for the company. Says Triple H. Tra- I'll translate for everyone. Yeah, it's great that uh, the guy that my wife hates and I is back so that I don't have to deal with my wife at work every day. Um, man, this is so bad. Like, dude, you're going to get your job taken away within like months. We all are very prepared for this. Yet you're like, oh, it's so great that he's back because what else is he going to say? This man and his wife were set to take over the company at one point in time, maybe three years ago at minimum two three years ago um maybe even like last year like uh sometime last year or whatever uh it wasn't really to like the summer until things started exploding no maybe the year before that so yeah two years ago. i would say before aw ran them over yeah before nxt, NXT. Uh, yeah before all that stuff yeah certainly uh and now his wife is out of the company uh which to be fair there, there, I've heard some arguments that like maybe it was a good idea to have her out of the company only because, you know, they she leaves and then they have them out and do pitch black match and have all these sponsorships and they're trying to put stuff like get more sponsorships, have stuff on the mats and and the turnbuckles and stuff, looking like a Halloween Havoc Slim Jim commercial. Um, so I, I've seen I've seen people say like, well, we didn't do that under Stephanie. Now she's out, and now we're doing it, and they're making more money. So maybe that's a good idea, but the sanctity of the ring is going to be slapped happy with uh, uh, advertising, well, which, you know, New Japan and CMLL yeah. uh, and AAA, and they all do it anyway, yeah. so why not? I think ads are okay. If if you put them on the – I like – I mean, AEW technically has done it as well. Yeah, well, they have ads all the time. It's just like one. It's just like DraftKings at all times, 70 different ways. Uh, well, it, oh, didn't but, they have it for like Rick and Morty or House of the Dragon? Didn't they have stuff on the term? Um, House of the Dragon, yeah. I thought Rick and Morty, everyone just wore a mask. I feel <laughs> like I remember the, the turnbuckles having like the green pool. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I, th- I think oh, ads are okay, actually. I This is such a weird like topic that people talk about. Like they've talked about it in sports with like jerseys and how you put like a little sponsor here and is that going to ruin the jersey i think with sponsors if you can make it look right and not just toss a bunch of shit on things then it's okay and like i like how a new japan ring looks because of the ads if that makes sense because it just adds to obviously they have the blue mat and stuff so that's nice too but i think i think things like that just kind of it adds a little bit of importance to what you're watching or not what you're watching, but what this company is. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, we actually are like 
doing stuff and people actually want to you know be part of this it's just like a little nod to that i think it's okay yeah uh i'm okay with it it's gonna look weird that transition's gonna be weird but you know it, i guess it's ultimately fine they're making money so who gives a shit um uh, but you know like we talked about they're making all this money and and selling out and doing all this stuff uh speaking about selling out uh nick Khan went on uh cnbc squawk box uh, to talk about his Thursday's earning call uh, and was asked specifically about how quickly they think a deal and a sell could be happening. Nick Khan immediately responded with quick, saying might be done within three months. Uh, oh, they boy. think they're going to sell the company. Um, and then the co-host of Squawk Box, Squawk Box, uh, David Farber, Faber, uh, told Khan that he had, he has heard, quote, probably not at this point. In regards to NBC Universal buying WWE. Now, again, uh, CNBC is owned, obviously, by NBC, their parent company. So, uh, he, seemingly, he would know more about that side, I guess. Uh, so, you know, uh, maybe it's not NBC Universal, but they're trying to close as quickly within three months. Uh, but by the end of basically the next quarter. Um, and yeah, no, I guess uh, that's some sale update news. So, how do you feel about those updates? I don't love it. I don't love it. I said I said NBC Universal's the like kind of the only hope here. So uh Oh boy. This should be fun. And when I say it should be fun, I mean it should be annoying majority of the time. Yeah, it's um I mean we knew that it was gonna happen at some point. I mean three months puts us at what? Uh March, April, May? Um so good timeline. Yeah, they're they're actively trying to f- sell the thing as quickly as possible. It's weird. Why sell it within three months? Why are you trying to hit that date? I know you're. Oh, like, I know why. Hit me. Because they're trying to get it out before they have to make me uh, the media deals. Yeah, that's probably you true. can't sell if you make those media deals first. Yeah, or something like that. So, and so, that's yeah. coming up what at the end of the year. So they kind of need to. Yes, I believe the fall winter time. I believe yeah. Was. yeah, no, that uh, makes sense, which is we all assume summer, but you know, they, they're trying to do it by the end of Q two, not end of Q three. So right. uh just get, giving them another quarter of transition, I guess. But you know, I mean they're making money and they're gonna have a big old sale within three months to sounds like not NBC Universal, that's disappointing. Uh but there's still Netflix, Amazon, Endeavor. Tony Khan and Saudi Arabia still on the uh, Ooh, still real, on the play there. Real home run hitters there, folks. If NBC, let's talk about that real quickly. If NBC Universal is in fact out, right? Uh, sure. We don't know what if you know. We don't know if that's entirely accurate. We don't. It would know, be stunning if they were out. We don't know why they're out. Maybe they're out because of Vince McMahon. Um, and you know, if that's the case, then Vince McMahon will step down again in theory um un- but by the way and then we'll say this but if nbc Universal's out because they don't want vince mcmahon if another buyer still wants Vince mcmahon i'm sure vince will take that buyer um if you can avoid leaving the company and have someone buy the company and let's say saudi arabia buy the company because they also want vince mcmahon then uh why not take that deal but if nbc universal is out and they're not going to buy the company. They just want to use them as TV rights and stuff like that. Um, 
your only big other players here are like Saudi Arabia, obviously, Netflix, Amazon, Fox. I don't really think that's going to be happening. No. Endeavor, Endeavor, right? Endeavor, but Endeavor already has UFC, and I'll, you know, I don't know about that. But why not both? Why not both? Why not both with troubling people that run the companies, huh? Why not both? <laughs> Vince McMahon can have his own TV show about slapping. Um, you know, uh, yeah, but if, if legitimately if NBC Universal's out, that is one of the biggest money buyers at, that were at the table. If they are out, that is not good, say. But we'll see. Uh, I, I'm in danger. You're you're I'm, in danger. I'm, I'm worried about all of this. It's all icky and yuck, and it kind of has been since the start, so I shouldn't be shocked. It's a NBC Universal being out. I guess what I'm saying is them being out to me is closer to a Saudi Arabia deal <laughs> than not. Yeah. Uh, moving on, NXT. Uh, there was a report by Brian Alvarez tweet that one out saying that uh, NXT wrestlers were going to be able to start working indie dates. And Reality of Wrestling, Booker T's promotion, announced that Ivy Nile will be working uh, a show for Reality of Wrestling. Uh, f- following NXT Vengeance Day, Shawn Michael was asked the question, I believe, by Shawn Rassaf, um, where he was asked, uh, about independent wrestle or wrestlers working independent dates moving forward. Uh, Michael said the booking was quote just a one night deal. And he said it was just something where they were helping Booker T out with his upcoming show. Uh, so really, that's what it is. There's the feeling that this was sort of like a plugging a leak, um, sort of answer. Uh, but it I can also see the reality that it's just a one time thing. But how do you feel about this news? Or would you like to see NXT wrestlers work indie dates? Uh, how do you feel about that, if that is the case? Yeah, I sure would. Give them an actual chance to like learn, rather than PC them up and just them never actually improve, uh, which happens to a majority of them. It's why we only know about like five that have actually done something in their careers. Um, I think it's a great idea if they do go with it. I don't really care which indies. Truthfully, as long as it's some, like reality wrestling is good. That's reality re- wrestling is the reason Roxanne Perez is good. Also, she's just talented, obviously, but they helped you know her figure it out and look at her now. Um, yeah, I think it's a great idea. It's exactly what I think a lot of that, a lot of those young talents needed, and it's a chance for them to kind of learn um, the ins and outs. Um, outside of the world of WWE, especially for the athletes who don't have any idea. Uh, don't forget that uh, NXT talent used to work Evolve um, once upon a time, so it's not like this is a crazy idea. Um, whether it's reality of wrestling or elsewhere, I think it's uh, a good idea, and I'll, I'm interested to see if it holds or if it was actually just an Ivy Nile thing. I'm guessing it holds. Uh, Brian Alvarez doesn't usually just say things yeah. with like no backup of things happening. I would, I would love, I think it's a good idea. Um, you know, not just in terms of, I think it's a twofold thing. I think it's not just in terms of their NXT wrestlers getting more experience. Um, but I think that, uh, in the culture war war that is being dubbed between AEW and WWE, 
it would be a good move for WWE to have their their wrestlers work indie dates because I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of fans of indie wrestling will go out to see AEW wrestlers, but I think if there is also a WWE wrestler, they will also go out and see those wrestlers and they get some sort of payday. Now, that's not really how WWE works in terms of working indie dates. It's not like AEW where it's just like the wrestlers can just kind of go wherever they want. It's pretty yeah. much WWE works with one promotion and that's kind of it. Uh, maybe one or two promotions and then eventually they'll uh, scoop them up and turn them into the Peacock streaming service. They never work with them again. Uh, but uh, but at the very least, you know, they're they're trying to, they make deals necessarily. They make more deals with the promotion themselves than with uh, just making a bunch of dates. So if they did that, I would love to see people work more dates than just reality of wrestling. I think they could work somewhere else. Uh, I don't necessarily say I want them working uh, somewhere that can actively get scooped up, like Reality Wrestling probably could. Um, you, but no, but I would love to see. Uh, I don't know who would be a fun, a fun one to have in there. You know, just put a just slap, just slap Braun Breaker into a classic GCW show. I think that will. I think that setting will actually work. One work great for him. I kind of actually legitimately think that would work well. Uh, and I don't know. I think maybe Wesley can do a couple indies. I feel like that guy needs some indie experience uh you know wesley I oh, feel yeah that guy needs some That's the guy that guy definitely needs to work some indies so green. i can name you like five actual people that would be good for it that don't have any indie experience um hit me like like a julius creed type guy the creed brothers um, in general yeah pretty good. yeah them overall i think both of them are one really good but giving them Giving them a chance to kind of learn on the outside would be interesting. I guess Ivy Nile's a good one too. Just do all of Diamond Mine or whatever of Diamond Mine exists. Yeah. Um, not that I have a full idea. I just know very little. Um, there are some wrestlers on that women's roster side that's probably intriguing. Um but like there's some people I wouldn't even have touched. Yeah. The indies. Like Tiffany Stratton, you ain't you haven't have her touch the indies because she's actually showing that she's actually good without that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone, I think you just look more towards the athletes that have come in and don't know a lot about wrestling because I think that's the best way for them to. There's a bug. And it's gonna bother the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, and the, I think the, it's the, the athletes, the four, the, like the people that are wholly PC trained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could also give people, like, a few of the, like, bigger indie names that are still down there. Like, uh, I mean, if you toss Tyler Bate on a show to go along with the not-so-skilled people, that might intrigue. That might be a win-win for everyone, because then the, whatever the indie promotion is that's having these people on the show, they get to have a big seller or a big part or big uh, name on their show while also having like these undercard people that maybe if, unless you watch NXT weekly or NXT level up, you have no idea who they are. I, I'm just looking at the NXT roster page. You're going to come up with some names. And I think that like, you're, I think you're right. I think there are some legitimate people that could be pretty good. Uh, Zion, Dragon Lee. That's who Dragon Lee. We got, that guy needs any dates. Uh, Zion Quinn. I think is an interesting one. He uh, sticks. Soul Ruka. That a She's lot of good. People, 
a lot of people like her. Well, she Zion, Zion Quinn stinks, but get him some indie experience. Maybe he's a little bit better. I think he's been in the, but he's been in the PC for like five or six years. Oh yeah, I think he, I think he just stinks. Sol Ruka could be good because I think that she is uh, becoming a star early. So get her more experience fast. I think is a good yeah. idea. Um, uh, Lash Legend also sort of stinks, but I do think that she could work well in reality of wrestling. I've um, never seen Lash Legend actually wrestle except for that one match with Saray, which was like her first. So, uh, Odyssey Jones, I think you could do that. That's a solid spot. I mean, Thea Hale from uh, Chase U, of course. Get her some yeah, more experience. It's just I a lot of the, the other day. She's like nineteen. Yeah, she's super young. Um, you know, there's just a lot of people that are on this list. The Creed Brothers, like you said, I think are a good one as well. People that are you know, athletes turn wrestlers or whoever that just actively need more experience. Um, which I, the irony there of they're not getting enough of it from the PC. Uh, so let's work some Indies, I guess. Um, you know, Damon Kemp or whatever. Uh, um, you know, I'm just looking over the list. Uh, yeah, no, some P I think that's a good point. It's like finding people that are like, they just need the more experience faster. So working actual dates in front of crowds will just be more better things for them because uh, that's what they need. And also going um, to reality wrestling could, or going to an indie could work because let's say you're on NXT now and what you're doing isn't really working. You can go over to an indie where not as pe- many people are watching and try to figure something out. Uh, yeah. and do something that's something um, they did with the Street Profits, I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would send them to... I think it was Evolve, and yeah. uh, it worked out. I think they actually won the tag team titles, if I'm not mistaken. I believe they did. Yes, I want to say that was correct. They defeated the Doom Patrol, Chris Dickinson and Jaka, Whew. and then they lo- and then they lost them to Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy. Yeah, yeah. That Whoa, is, they were <laughs> in the same faction. Uh, the un something, the undisturbed, unrequited, unrequited, unrequested. Unwanted? The Unwanted? That feels right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there you go. It was because it was Eddie Kingston, Joe Gacy. Um, I have the whole role here if you oh, would hit like me. it. Hit me. Oh, Sean Maluda. Yes, Sean. I was going to say a guy that was in the Cruiserweight Classic that never got Natalia Markova. She was a late addition. And then, and then Colby, I believe she Colby. joined and then Evolve closed their doors. <laughs> Colby Carino and yeah. Shane Strickland. Shane Strickland, yes. He, Colby Carino was in it for sure. Shane, I think, was like right in there, and then he got uh, signed up by NXT and then scooped up. I was say, for people who don't know, Shane Strickland is Swerve. Who? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yes, I mean, he was in there. I think he was like the leader, and then he like got, got signed and he was wanted, not unwanted anymore. So it kind of destroyed his gimmick. <laughs> so unwanted at like 24 or whatever he was at the time because he's still very young so clearly yeah, yeah. anyways uh, we can we other, move along other news aew is considering starting streaming service likely through warner brothers discovery so according to a bloomberg article which was a fascinating article of a fascinating cover um the they com- had something like terribly wrong in that article what uh do you recall what it was uh it I have to find it. Was it about was was it the section about kayfabe dialogue, the work shoot mm, promo? No, there was something like uh, you could go and yeah. I while you look that up, I'll say that uh, uh, according to the Bloomberg article, 
that the company, AEW, is, quote, considering starting a streaming service and notes that a potential deal could involve a broadcast partner. Um, uh, uh, AEW is also considering starting a streaming service, likely through a deal with its broadcast partner, Warner Brothers Discovery, according to a person familiar with management's thinking, who asked not to be named. So everyone just assumed it's DK. Oh, I found it. Oh, hit me. Um, so uh, Sean Rassap pointed out that the Bloomberg article said that the AEW video game was coming out this oh, month. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and people started aggregating all these things, and they're like, yeah, yeah you might want to like double-check your facts on some of these things. I forgot there was an AEW video game, by the way. <laughs> yeah like the other day <laughs> i feel like that article that that line in the article was written before the game got super delayed again i don't think it's ever gonna happen but cody's gonna be in two games this year so yeah, i guess we all win that's gonna be fantastic but yeah so they're considering doing a streaming service according to a person familiar with management's thinking um uh trying to do it with warner brothers discovery so People are talking about what that could be that doesn't sound, you know, that's different dialogue than saying, oh, we're going to join a HBO Max. That is, we're going to yeah. do our own thing through a broadcast partner, which WBD. What that is, I don't know. My best guess to me sort of sounds like, you know, converting BR Live into a streamer for AEW um and maybe roping ring of honor into that i don't know there's no talk about ring of honor with that it's just aew um so but what do you think about a potential streamer that will come out of aew with wbd's involvement i'm thinking one second yeah i was like you're you're thinking hard about it uh I think a streaming service is obviously good because there's still no way to watch old pay-per-views, right? Like that's one of the big things. Like unless you purchased it previously. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, but I think with a streaming service, there's a intriguing ability to add the say fight tv versions of shows to that after the fact whether it be months down the line or so on which for those who don't know and i think voices of wrestling had a good article about this this week um the best way to watch AEW tv is not here in the united states uh you, you know that little picture in picture you get all the time yeah that doesn't exist everywhere else the zone fight i know they've they're on the zone now um which i think is also intriguing when talking about this possible streaming uh idea i know they're buddy buddy with hbo right now so they're probably gonna give them first dibs but don't count out the zone either because they're buddy buddy with them in like every other big country um but my my point is is that you can watch AEW shows without commercials on all of these services. And AEW without commercials is a blessing when you're seeing, you know, almost like match of the year contenders some weeks. And you're watching just these outstanding matches that if you're an AEW fan, you probably give a shit about watching in full. Um, so I do think that could be an interesting twist on it too, is that, 
adding those versions to a, uh, a network is intriguing to me. Along with pay-per-views and custom content, maybe, like, you know, you could put Being the Elite on there. Not full-time. You probably want to leave that on YouTube, too. But you could put Being the Elite episodes on there. I always... I... If they can sell it to the point where they could just sell stuff like they did Peacock to HBO Max, you do that instead because I'm sure there's more money to be made. But if they're interested in turning BR Live into AEW uh, streamer, then I think that's a win for everyone all around. I just... I don't want there to be an AEW streaming service and a Ring of Honor streaming service. Yeah. That can't be happening. Yeah. The the full-on separation. Yeah. Which I know, like, people, you know, they, they we all have to freak out and act like uh, when we were doing the Ring of Honor stuff on TV, you know, I, I, I know we have to freak out like that was ruining shows for some reason. Um, <laughs> but I liked when Ring of Honor was on TV. I thought it was an okay ad. I didn't think it was like ruining the TV and oh my god, there's so many titles on this show as if we don't work with a million companies. Why would there not be a million titles on this show? Um, but I do not want two networks. That is my number one thing. It we if you get a network, you need to toss Ring of Honor into that as well. Um and just put it all in one. You can call it I don't know, Tony Khan Club. You can call it whatever you want. Tony Khan's own properties club. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, I think the interesting thing to me is the doing it with Warner Media, I think is the, an interesting point. Because they, they could, they don't have to. They don't have to do it with Warner Brothers Discovery. They could just expand Honor Club. They can just build their own, you know, build their own service. But the fact that they're doing the the plan is to apparently do that with Warner Brothers Discovery, I find that very fascinating because, you know, that is very a very kind thing for Warner Brothers Discovery to work with, assuming you know to help build that with them, you know, uh, especially since you know by time that streamer comes out, if it doesn't come out this year, it'll come out next year when their TV rights deals are also up. Yeah. So that that whole situation feels very strange to me, and uh, I guess we'll see how that unfolds moving forward. Forward, but uh, that 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 bit of dialogue very much confuses me. Yeah, I agree. I think um, we'll have to wait and see. Yes, AEW announces House Rules, their live event tour. The company will kick off their first house show in Troy, Ohio. Uh, March 18th, there's a poster that featured John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, and Britt Baker. They're all stated to appear at the show. Uh, so tickets go on sale, uh, obviously, already, with more tour dates expected to be announcing in the upcoming weeks. So the house tour division, uh, Jeff Jarrett uh, rules again. Uh, house tour division is becoming up and running. First one happening middle of march so house tour is on its way how do you feel about aew doing their own uh how you know house tour uh loop but goddamn time i mean you have a you have a roster of like 90 talents 
and unless they aren't unless they have like exclusivity in their contract that you know they can work indies but i think you'd rather have them working on your shows over the weekend than some random indie in some you know middle of some town uh i i understand why it took so long but when you have wrestlers who want to wrestle and want to improve and want to get better you can't just count on dark dark elevation to do that this will help them do that you yeah you put a few big names on it say a john moxley Britt baker but then you let a lot of those lower tier folk work and improve like action and dready will be good on these shows and um the the renegade twins will be good on these shows and you know people like that that are signed to those under i know action dready has like the official graphic and everything these days but people that have like those under signing con uh signed deals that you know aren't announced that'll that'll be really good and then you could have prospects work there too um prospects that we know are signed uh you could probably get nick wayne on them soon i think that's intriguing but i think uh this is definitely a good good move all around. Can't, I can't see anyone being upset with this. No, I think it's a great idea. I think it can help get people get more experience in terms of wrestlers, but I think a, another huge aspect to it is um, AEW has basically worked a lot of big cities around uh, the areas of America, but this gives them a chance to work smaller cities and build up an audience in the smaller towns to eventually have them go out to the bigger towns, buy tickets to Dynamite or Rampage, and have them go see that. Or, you know, run more pay-per-views in less Chicago towns. Uh, you know, this this gives them the ability to bolster the audience for AEW, and I think that is a super valuable asset to the house shows um, that AEW needs. And I, this is definitely something that they need. You know, they've shown that they can uh, have a good product that establishes an audience, but now it's time to expand that audience and house shows are something where they can totally do that um, in terms of, of terms of ticket sales. And obviously we've seen the past year or so that the ticket sales have started to wane slightly. So I think this is something that you can do. You make more money, but also you'll uh, ideally what you're doing is this is a loss leader. You know, you might make money, you might lose a little money, but at the end of the day, if this is bringing more people to your television tapings, then perfect. This is what you need. Yeah, I agree. To- totally agree. I think uh, should, everyone should be excited right now um, because AEW is making the necessary moves in a lot of ways. Uh, did you – Did this is totally off topic. Um, did we ever talk about the All-Star Junior Festival? Uh, we did not. I forgot we didn't talk about it last time when it got fully announced. But oh. they have been announcing people. Yeah, I was just say we just got a bunch of new names, so I think uh, we should talk about it. Do we? Is there a list somewhere that has all I of have the it. names? I okay, have it perfect. right here. Because I was like, I, I was like, yeah. I was waiting to talk about it when we got all the names, and then we'll just. I was like, all right, we missed yeah. it. We'll talk about it later. So they're they're announcing like one per day. Yeah. <laughs> at this point as we build towards it, I, I think they didn't say they're announcing the car until like a week out or something. Um, I forget the exact date, but what we do have so far, I think, it, I think it's in March. The, the actual, yeah, it's at the beginning of March, yeah. uh, March 5th, actually. So it's the same day as revolution. Oof. <laughs> yeah. 
sure sure is oof um i think it's the fifth no it's not no it's not it's the first sorry apologies um so it's march 1st actually so it's the middle of the week at corker hall uh which is fine yeah it's good um new japan world pay-per-view anyways my point was brian was i wanted to bring it up because we do have a lot of names and i think it's a lot of good names yes Uh, can you give us the people that have already been announced yeah, so so far we have Hiromu Takahashi. I know what? They got him? I, I know. When they announced him with like the big video, I was like, are we kidding? <laughs> <laughs> uh, El Desperado. Oh, Taiji, Shimori, Taiji Ishimori. All right. Uh, Amakusa from Pro Wrestling Noah. Good get, yeah. Uh, Dragon Gate's Dragon Kid. That's a pretty good one. That's a good one. Um, Musashi of Michinoku Pro. Sure. Um, Atsuki Ayo. Aoyagi God Jesus from uh all Japan. He's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorite juniors. Um Yuki Ueno, who is from DDT. He's yeah. pretty notable. Um this guy named Billy Ken Kid from Osaka. Sure. Volador Jr. just got announced. All right. CMLL. Are we gonna announce and Rocky? Right now we get L Lindeman as well. So that's so far what we have. Good crew. Good Obviously, so I, there isn't really any bad ones. Usashi's also very good, from what I've seen of him. So I'm pretty, um, I'm looking forward to that show. I just wanted, to, I just wanted to bring it up because I, um, I saw, I saw Volador Junior get announced, and I got excited. They'll yeah. be there for Fantastic Mania, anyways, at the end of February. Yeah. So I, I'm sure we'll have Teton and a few others on there as well. Well, uh, yeah, I think we're gonna start hitting the point where we start getting a lot of those. Uh... Uh, underground J- Japanese indies soon. We'll start getting yeah. those announcements of just like yeah, random oh. people. You're like, I don't know who that is at all. Never heard this. They're band. all gonna be in like an opening tag match. It's gonna be like, all right, cool. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> them versus Hiromu, and then Hiromu moves on. It's like, all right, we'll see you night one, and we'll never see you again. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no. I, I think that's interesting. I, I that's some good names so far. Uh, how many people were in this tournament? Uh, it's not a tournament. It's just a show. I thought it was a whole. I thought it was a whole ass tournament. What do I keep? No, thinking? it's just a uh, super show. Oh, sure. eh, I was. I wish it was a tournament. I kept thinking it was a tournament. Maybe it's because I was just thinking it was the like the. Super that would have been the longest night ever. They're gonna have so many wrestlers on the stamp show. Yeah, I think I just assumed it was similar to the Super J Cup. I think that's what actually what oh, happened okay. in my brain. Um, dang. Well, that's fine. We'll still check it out after. At, at, oh, not during, but probably afterwards. Um, yeah, that won't be a live one for me. New Japan announced the departure of Kota Ibushi. Uh, this is uh, has been a long time, very, very long time coming for Kota Ibushi. Uh, New Japan announced that with the conclusion of his contract period on January 31st, 2023, Kota Ibushi has departed New Japan Wrestling. Ibushi has been recovering from injury since October 2021. Ooh, long injury, that one, apparently. Uh, we apologize to Bushi's fans for the abrupt announcement and join them in wishing Abushi for the very best in his future abrupt endeavors. Announcement. Yeah, uh, if you if you were in the know, then this is uh, not, not surprising whatsoever. The guy has been healthy; almost came back at one point. Uh, it's funny that they said he's been working an injury since October 2021 when they tried to bring him back for the New Japan Cup in 2022 and even announced him say- for it. I was going to say, people forget I picked him to win the New Japan Cup, but I would have been <laughs> right if he actually was in it. Yeah. But that's fine. So, 
Uh, but apparently, so they're they're they are telling their audience that he was injured for that announcement. Um, uh, that's fine. But you know, uh, there's long time uh coming. Uh, so Kotobushi's officially gone. Will we see him ever wrestle again? Of course we will, because immediately the guy got announced for two shows for the GCW Collective at WrestleMania weekend. That's right, he'll be there WrestleMania weekend. He is going to be at Joey Jella Spring Break, um, which has already announced a speedball versus Vikingo match. Oh, uh, circling that on the calendar. And uh, he has also been announced for Bloodsport, where he'll be facing Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, there's also rumors that Ryzen, Risen, is or whatever, is trying to get him for a match against Manny Pacquiao. Um, and obviously he is still having dialogue of uh, wanting to open his own dojo slash promotion. So uh, whether or not that happens. And then obviously there's there's discussion of him maybe going to still Noah. They still want to bring him in. Uh, obviously, we have Keji Muto out. They need another big headliner, and Kota Bushi would be the right guy to do that. Then that's not happening. Yeah. Uh, AEW has also been dialogue. I mean, pretty much, if you want any information, just find the Dark Pure Fusion yeah. guy. This guy, what is this? That guy got Kota Bushi on speed dial. This guy's got no new news every single day. What are we doing over pretty here? Pretty much. Uh, I'm already kind of like bored of the coda stuff i've been bored of the coda stuff like just go and wrestle dude like i don't i don't yeah. care about all this other stuff i really don't like i'm not saying because with coda it's like we understand you're a maniac we understand you're kind of like out of your mind and that's that's half of the draw for you i get it sure but just wrestle like <laughs> I don't I don't need to know like why you do certain things. I just want you to wrestle because that is why I'm a fan of you is because of your wrestling. Yeah. Um him being on GCW shows is wild. I know it's the collective, so it like kinda doesn't count, but it's wild. Um AEW I'm sure will happen eventually someday, maybe. But I just uh I hope he works a lot. Truthfully, I hope it's not like Oh, I'm here for a month, gone for another two because I don't feel like working. Um, yeah, I hope one of the top Puro promotions are able to bring him in, whether it be a Noah or DDT or All Japan or Stardom. No, why not? Um, <laughs> why not? <laughs> uh, I think Dragon Gate would be wild if they were able to get Kodobushi. Um, Kodobushi seems like he doesn't care about the money of all this he just seems like he wants to wrestle so that's good uh i'm excited that he's back i'm excited that you know we're gonna get him in speedball blood sport kind of wish it wasn't blood sport it was just any other show yeah because then they would just wrestle a normal match but um i'm looking forward to it uh he's probably you know what he's gonna be on a pwg show i think this year i think that's a i think that's a good one Oh, yeah, get, yeah, get excited I, so you never see it. Oh, <laughs> I didn't think about that, but almost certainly. Oh, man. Yeah, because when they... a Ring of Honor show, depending how much they work with New Japan, if possible. Supercard of Honor, just toss them on there as a big attraction. When does P... When would PWG have a... You will certainly... They, don't have, they haven't announced one yet. But no, whatever no. their next show is, maybe. They, yeah, they would typically do something around May. Well, they might do something in March. 
So yeah, either March or May is when they might do something, but they would probably announce that soon if it was in March. Uh, damn, that would be that'd be great. Let's do. Let's uh, you know what? You know what? If I was booking PWG, if I was Super Dragon, man, baby, I'll do Kotobushi versus Vikingo. Fuck it, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, why not? Um, yeah, no, I think yeah, I I'm over the the whole storyline of him. Like, oh yeah, you know him departed from the company. We knew this was gonna happen. It was just a matter of days. But now that he's out, now that he's doing his own thing, I'm excited to see Kota Bushi wrestle again. He's a phenomenal wrestler. Uh, I cannot wait to see him. I agree that I wish it wasn't a sort of uh, Bloodsport-esque match, but I think that could still be very interesting because they'll just kick the ever-loving shit out of each other. Um, we it, Ultimately, we knew that was going to be the match uh, the match style between Speedball and Kota Bushi anyways, so I think just let's just get rid of the ropes. Uh, that's fine. Um... And then, yeah, spring break, he's not wrestling by Kingo, so uh, I don't know who's going to wrestle. Uh, maybe, like, a Jordan Oliver or uh, Alley Catch. Maybe those are just some names that we could throw out there. I don't know. So we'll just pick some names out of a hat. It'll just be Joey Janela. Uh, yeah, I think I I think Joey Janela would be a, a good good spot there uh, if, if I was Joey I don't, Janela. but I just think it will be him. <laughs> it should be him. It should be him. Um, no, you know who it should be? Like, I don't know, someone, like, better. Nick Wayne? That'd be good. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be real spicy. I'd, I'd love to see that. Uh, uh, but yeah, Christ and then <laughs> I would love to see him on AEW television. Obviously, I would love to see him in Ring of Honor and U.S. stuff. I would also love him to see him back in Japan. Noah would be an interesting move. I, I, I obviously see with you know the dialogue between uh, Muto leaving and how their non-Muto shows and everything are doing in terms of ticket sales and numbers and all that stuff. An argument of we need somebody <laughs> to replace Muto. Uh, Bushi is a good spot for that, so maybe I, that happens. I don't know. I will say this guy is never signing a full di- full time contract ever again. He didn't want to do it in the first place. He finally did it for New Japan, and now look at him. He's not there anymore. It went down the gutter. Um, do you, you don't think he'll? Do, you don't think he would sign one for AEW? A full time contract? I doubt it. Because he's going to want a school here in Japan. and Not here, but yeah. in Japan. So I think that'll be part of him wanting to go back and forth. I think I think with Kota, he doesn't need to sign a contract. Yeah, he can have the... If, he, if it makes Tony Khan feel better, you can give him the graphic. But, like, I don't think he's ever going to be locked into, like, a deal like Dragon... Not Dragon King, Jesus. New Japan has. Yeah. Because I think... I think he does like that freedom side. He always has. Uh, but if AEW was his main base here in the U.S., so maybe it could be like a Takeshita thing, but instead of having a DDT backing him in Japan, it's just wherever he feels like going. Yeah, his his own his own company backing him or whatever. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I get what you're saying there. I could, I mean, at the very least, they, they, they might just give him like the old Brock Lesnar deal of like, hey, you work five dates in in america yeah. and then you can do whatever the hell you want for the rest of this the rest of the year that work pretty well you know work all the pay-per-views and then work something else and then you know fuck off <laughs> you do whatever the hell you want Ibushi. uh i think that's a good one yeah i i could see that totally happening i agree i don't think i i mean i i never thought that if AEW signed Ibushi that he would be there weekly um i, I never wouldn't thought work. That, uh, yeah that wouldn't work anyways for someone like Ibushi. the problem is that I agree with what you're saying about in terms of like having him as Takeshita. I would say though that the problem of doing that is that Abushi is not Takeshita, 
Takeshita could lose. Abushi really can't. He really can't lose if he comes out in this company uh, with this yeah. fan base. Uh, so he, if, if he's coming in, he has to win a match. Well, yeah, no, I know that. I just meant like with the dueling contracts, like he's yeah, Takeshita's a technically still a DDT yeah, wrestler. I see what you're saying. If, even if I disagree. <laughs> yes, I see what you're saying. I completely see yeah. what you're saying now. Yeah, not like booking wise. That's obviously Coda's going to be booked a lot differently. But you have you have the prospect of you know who the Golden Lovers back in question and Coda versus whoever the hell you want. So Bandito. Yeah, I get. It. I we don't we could go through the whole AEW roster. There's a lot of good matches. I understand him and Danielson, him and Bandito, him and like Ryan. Pull, Ryan again. pulls up. Ryan pulls up. Lot, uh, roster list. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, He's gonna start saying Swerve and you know, uh, Swerve Strickland, Ar Fox. Do, do a match that you never thought possible. Ray Phoenix and Pentagon. Pac. Yeah. Pac and Kota Ibushi. Oh, I understand. There's a fat list here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even say Adam Cole, Adam Page, Action and Dreddy. Let's get fancy with it. Action and Dreddy. I can't believe you just tossed his name. Why not? Andrade? Why not? I don't think Action and Dreddy is all that great. So that's why. Billy Gunn. Yeah, there we go. Now we're talking. I Daddy ass. I honestly think this would be a fun match. Kota Ibushi versus Brandon Cutler. I honestly think that'd be very funny. Like you just want the whole roster. Yeah, That's why not? I just want to see him in this company. Uh, I just want to see Coda on a television screen. Coda versus Chris Jericho. That could actually be pretty interesting. Yeah, one way to take the heat off of him. Coda uh, versus Darby. That someone would die. Coda versus Eddie Kingston. Coda uh, versus Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. Coda versus John Moxley. I don't recall if that ever happened. Uh, Omega versus Takeshita versus Lee Mariardi. There's something about that that seems interesting to me. Uh, versus Matt Seidel. You know, that'd be great. Uh, versus, uh, you know, any of the Jacksons individually, that'd be great. Orange Cassidy, of course, Pack, I already mentioned. Penta, I've already mentioned. Ray Phoenix, I've already mentioned. Ricky Starks, Roosh, Roosh would be great. That'd be fantastic. Uh, Samoa Joe, all, all these guys are, you know, let's just say, uh, Sting, why not? Fuck it. Let's do Sting versus Kodafushi. <laughs> oh, boy. He's, uh, he's literally reading the entire roster, folks. Uh, let's do uh, him versus Trench. Uh... <laughs> Trench. <laughs> what an All idea. right, folks, we've fallen off the deep end here. We're talking about Trench here on the show. That's <laughs> that's what I know. That's what I know. The show is either over or Ryan's realizing what he has to do next week. Either one. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff to do. Um, Are we gonna, were you, did you have on the dock at the Ring of Honor tapings? Uh, no, I didn't. But those uh, uh, Joe Lanza from uh, Voice of Wrestling announced that the Ring of Honor tapings are set to happen at the end of February. I believe they were February 
I want to say the 25th, 26th, that weekend. Yeah. Ring of Honor is doing Our their first confirmed. Mm-hmm, first weekend of tapings, uh, confirmed with a bunch of uh, roster people and uh, indie people um, as well. Nice. Uh, so now that those first week of tapings are set, you would have to presume that first run Ring of Honor content would be coming out sometime early March, maybe middle of March. You know, they start the house tour and then also do Ring of Honor as well at the same time, maybe? The Honor Zone. The, They're doing it universal. So. Of course. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Uh, the Honor Zone. Uh, you know, you do it at Universal. That totally makes sense. Um. Yeah. All right. Uh. Yeah. No. I. I'm. I'm down for that. Seeing some more Ring of Honor television stuff. That could be fun. Uh. I don't want to see any of those AEW storylines on my Ring of Honor television. Let's keep them separate. <laughs> I want to separate but equal. I want them both to be great. <laughs> I want um, to have it separate. None of that AEW storyline. I. If Darby Allen shows up and distracts Samoa Joe, get him out of here. Get him out of here. You I don't want to see one, any of that nonsense. A great man once said, it's about goddamn time. You could probably name multiple people that said that. Uh, this is long overdue, I think. I think with Ring of Honor television starting, my hope is that not only does it lead into the pay-per-view, but it also just continues from there on out. Um, I'm sure that pay-per-view will be like an official announcement type thing. Um, but yeah, let's let's get this going. I'm, I'm I'm ready for Ring of Honor to start. I want to know what Ring of Honor is supposed to look like. I don't know what Ring of Honor is, Ryan. I just know that it was a few pay-per-views last year with some really good matches. Yep. Uh a revolving door of Ring of Honor World Champions. Let's just start cooking, huh? Yeah. Please. Thank you. Well, first of all, if we're going to properly look at this, we got to look at the Ring of Honor roster page. Uh, let's see. If we oh can... yeah, my favorite, <laughs> the best roster page in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, all right, yeah, and nothing's been updated. <laughs> of course not. It looks like they have new backgrounds. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah, they get the boys on there. According to this, the people that will be at the taping are Jericho, Claudio, the FTR is going to show up there. Uh, yeah. Samoa Joe, Mercedes Martinez, they're all going to show up there. Athena, the boys in Dalton Castle, are they like the only non champions that are part of the active roster? Uh, FTR, uh, Dino uh, Garcia, Mercedes, Mercedes Martinez. So, everyone that has it. had a title match, <laughs> <laughs> everyone, I think everyone that's also held titles in the past year, <laughs> yeah, because uh, right. Dalton Castle, oh. the boys, Dino Garcia, FTR, Mercedes well, also all held titles. Let me ask you, well, why can't they put Blake Christian on the we know Blake Christian's side, yeah, we know that Anthony <laughs> Henry's side, we know that JD Drake's side. What is so bad about putting them on the roster just to fill out this thing? I I don't know, man. I I don't know what the, why not. Maybe they're maybe they're just waiting to do like with the official launch and then they'll update the roster page. And you know, I just we'll want Tony Khan to start printing out like they're all honor or something stupid for like seventy five people all at once. Blake Christian <laughs> has honor. Uh, <laughs> Blake Christian has had honor for over a year. I just I just uh, I felt like paying him for no reason. Drillistico has honor. You know, uh, Blake Christian just had a Ring of Honor title match. World title match against Claudio, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we still can't just say 
He is signed. Yeah. Still not signed. Still not signed. Sorry. Sorry, Blake. Ninja. Sorry, Blake. I know his dad said he was signed. Ninja Mac like, has so. honor. Uh, Yeah, sure. I'm just naming people that have been on Ring of Honor shows. I I think they should honestly still bring in Ninja Mac. I know they, I know it was the previous administration that brought him in. But he I, is Noah. Yeah, I know, I know he's Noah through and through now. But why not? Let's just bring him in. Why not? Who cares? You love Ninja Mac. I think he's good. I think he's pretty you wanna good. You want to make a bet? I want to make a bet? Or, or whatever he says. <laughs> Let's move um, on and talk about New Japan's new beginning of Sapporo. Oh, we're finally reviewing a show. <laughs> an, hour and a half, an hour and a half in. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I figured it night now's a good time too, as anyway. Uh, new Japan, new beginning of Sapporo, night one. They had a bunch of matches on here as well. But the only things that are really worth talking about are the three final matches. Same thing kind of happened with night two. I watched night two. Scotty has not. Uh, but let's talk about night one. And we'll start off with the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team title match between Catch 2-2, Francisco Akira and TJP, defending their titles against two of the Just Four guys, Doki and Yoshinobu Kanumaro. Uh, I will first start and say that uh, I will officially like to crown Yoshinobu Kanumaro as the king of, of leg selling, the king of limb work. Or uh, rather, he wasn't doing the leg selling, but he was doing the limb work. And I would like to say that Kanumaro is officially the king of leg work. Uh, do you agree? Yeah, he does. He usually does it really well in uh, the um, best of Super Juniors. He's he's actually entertaining when he does it, yeah. which is an absolute accomplishment coming from someone for like me who usually hates watching them work. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's 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 get this over with. But he was really good. I thought TJP sold it great. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you know giving TJP credit can be uh not a good thing in these parts, you know, because people don't like him, but hey, he's a good wrestler. Um, catch 2-2, I keep wanting to call him Catch 22. I always I always call him Catch 22. Mm-hmm. So you saying it, I saw, I heard them say it a lot when I was watching. I was like, oh, it's not Catch 22. Damn, that sucks. Uh, they're great. They are fantastic junior tag team champions. I, I see them go out there and they shine each time. I thought this was a great match. I thought Doki with that crowd roaring that he was going to win. Oh, man. I was excited and then he lost. Because he's Doki. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a I love the match. Just Four guys. I love Just Four guys. Uh, yeah. This is slightly stealing a bit, but I was gonna ask, I was probably gonna ask you in, in our reality, anyways. Uh, just four guys versus just uh, g- versus good looking guys. Do you have a good. do you have a, a, a preference? Uh, well, only one of them has Jack Morris, so that's true. And that's Jack true. Morris has been on the show. Doki <laughs> hasn't yet. So. <laughs> Hear that, Doki? Uh, yeah, any of, I, all these guys got open invitations, but if you want to go on this show, well, if you want to especially Doki, especially Doki, he's the only guy I want to talk to. Doki, can uh, we just like think, think, sit here and think of how over Doki is? I love Doki. <laughs> I love him. I think he's great. I I loved him the moment he walked on screen. I was like, I love this man. He's uh, good. They, too, they, they talked about how Doki got like fitter and like in better shape during this match, and I was like, I don't yeah. care. Bring back. Bring back Chubby Doki. That's what I want to see. I don't care if this guy looks Bring like Bring back crap. Chokey. Chokey? The, jo- the Doki Chokey, Kevin. <laughs> uh, 
That was not a bad impression. Uh, I thought this match was really, really good. I thought, like you said, the leg work in this match was great. The leg selling was great. Uh, TJP did great stuff. And it was, and I'll talk about this later uh, when it comes to sort of leg selling. But what I loved about this match and what I really look for, look, if you're going to do a leg selling match, then I don't want to see you being able to do certain moves. I don't want to see being able to see you, you know, do stuff. And I thought TJP did a good job of remembering, oh, my legs hurt. I'm struggling with this, or I, we can't do this move because I can't lift a guy or or whatever. I think they still did some of that, but ultimately I think uh, they did a good job of avoiding instances like that or playing that into the story of the matchup. Oh, I can't do this move. We got to do something else. Uh, and I think that was uh, good stuff because I was I, I always very adamant about that when it comes to leg selling, that if you're going to do that, it has to play into the story of the match and you cannot do specific moves. So I thought yeah, Francesco Kier is really good. All right, that's all. I just wanted to toss that in. He's uh, very good. He's fantastic. Uh, Will Osprey versus Taichi, uh, walking down Old King's Road with Taichi and Will Osprey. A lot of praise this match is getting. What did you think of it? Uh, well, I thought it was great. I don't know if it's like to the highest level that some people had it. Mm-hmm. Some people were like tossing near fives out there and i was like whoa, 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 whoa hold on uh but i did think it was a great match i thought i think tai chi tai chi is just such a great mid-card wrestler in new japan like yeah when he gets his big opportunities say with shingo of course um when they had their rivalry and now here with Osprey and, you know, in the New, J- New Japan Cup last year, I enjoyed his work. I think when he gets opportunity, he shines a lot more these days. And, you know, he usually leaves me saying, hey, you know what? I wouldn't mind him in another title match somewhere down the road, whether it be he would have a, he would be a good never open the weight open weight champion or whatever the hell that damn belt's called. Um, I and, you know. Billy Goat over here, it's good. I don't know what I don't know what I can say about Will Osprey that hasn't been said yet. He's very good at what he does. Okay, it was a I'll say this: it was a great match. Disappointing Will Osprey match, man. Just not as yeah, good what as his five typical. Stars. Did not, Sorry, yeah, what are, what are we doing? Four star matches, Will? You Come on, you nerd. can do that, Mister um, Four Star General over here. God, what are you doing? I actually loves the end when uh, it looked like he like knocked Tai Chi out. And then the moment he got to his knee, Will absolutely destroyed him. <laughs> that was actually like fantastically done. Uh, what a great match, nonetheless. So I can't really sit here and complain. No, yeah, great match. Tai Chi definitely stumbling around like an old fool. Uh, d- do you like this as a new? I know we've sort of been kind of doing it, but as this being Tai Chi's new working style is more leaning more into the King's road style. Oh um, yeah. If, if that's oh, the yeah. case, do you also want to love to see these guys show up in Noah for some reason? Do yeah, I want... fully do just four guys versus good looking guys. I would like Tai Chi to show up pretty much anywhere at this point. Cause I think, I think he's gotten to the point where if he jumped into the King's road um, or Noah, he would just kick ass. I think he's, I think, you know, he does remind me of a lot of the wrestlers in all Japan or Noah that are at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason he's a mid-card wrestler in New Japan is because they have just so many 
top talents. We're yeah. not, I'm not going to sit here and act like he's going to be winning the IWGP world title anytime soon. Maybe not even the U.S. But, man, I think he is. He, him leaning on the Kings Road stuff, leaning on his kicks, it's made him a completely different wrestler that I actually love going out of the way and seeing his singles matches now. So, yeah, I would love if he jumped into a Noah or All Japan somewhere down the road for a big match. I don't know if he can do this in Noah. Um, they might do the Noah. I don't know if they'd do it, though. But I could totally see, like, if this guy popped up in All Japan for a year, yeah. he can 100% believably win that title, win the world title off of Kento Miyahara. He could do it in Noah. They had Fujita as champion last year. Let's, like, let's act like they're not above anything, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just saying that uh, it, it, he would undoubtedly win the title in All Japan. Noah, I could yeah, see it. I could see it, yeah, but, probably. you know, maybe there's an argument. All Japan guess. would be nicer for him because of, obviously, his background. Um, yeah. If they wanted but, to, they could, like, I think, I don't know. All Japan probably wouldn't pay that, be able to pay that as much as New Japan or Noah can. But, uh, you know, if they no, wanted if to. if he's lent out, that's one thing. Yeah, if they wanted to and he's lent out like that, I mean... I think Ishii's probably the next guy to get lent out anyway, so... Oh, okay, that's possible. That's possible. Because he's he's about to be put on the uh, G1 Climax Retirement Road, so... he's It's not the King's Road, the Retirement Road. Yeah. Um, so. Now's also a good time to probably talk about this. The They are really pushing this idea um, of United Empire... Uh, this weekend really pushed the idea of having Joshi representation, stardom representation in the United Empire. It was always a thing that they were sort of talking about, but this weekend in press conferences and post-match uh, interviews really hammered it home that they would like to bring in Joshi representation in the United Empire. So I'll ask you here first, I think there are several like, Oh yeah, you gotta bring in this person. You, you know, people that are like your top stars or whatnot, whatever, into this company. But who is someone that you think that can be a very believable roster member or unit member of United Empire from the Stardom roster, but is someone that could also use a United Empire bump in terms of, uh, uh, I guess, popularity or like you know, gimmick change sort of thing of like who could. Who could on the starting roster actively use that sort of UE bump? Well, I don't know who would get a UE bump on a stardom show because if you're at a stardom show, you probably don't give a shit about the United Empire. Um, no, because you're not going to have like someone leave a faction to be the one woman in the United yeah. Empire. Um I know Bla I know uh Bea Priestley did both mm-hmm. for like a minute there. Uh, but she she didn't wrestle or anything, obviously. As a United Empire member. Um You would almost want to make like a sub faction. Uh yeah. You... Like if there was a faction that was like already a sub faction that maybe had also like English representation in it, uh Maybe that could be a good uh, group to pull away from. Yeah, I, I don't know because the United Empire vibe doesn't click with, like they don't even click with DDM, no. and like that's kind of the same vibe they're going for. Like they're kind of just they're not heels, they're not baby faces, they're just kind of 
there. You may find them cool or not. Yeah. Um. Is there anyone on the stars group that could work? I'm trying to think. It's it's tough. It, it's tough. There's if no one. Went, it has to be someone no. that is like definitely like this is a transition of style and and feel to them. And you know if you yeah, pull in like Shuri or completely. you're pulling in like God's Eye or or uh, you know or DDM, then it's like okay, this is a very similar thing already. But you're right; it almost has to be like more than just one person as well. So it's a multiple. It's a tier thing. Yeah. It's it, it's in, one. Also, I will say this: it is interesting how much they're leaning on it right now, and how much they're kind of bringing it up. It almost makes me feel like they may be doing someone internationally rather than someone already on the Stardom roster. Sure, if that makes sense. Um, I know Will kind of like said that they're looking for just anyone a champion like someone to represent them as a champion uh from the stardom roster i'm just gonna say micah micah could work micah could work i think I think the whole, like, it's so weird to me because I just, I never, like, when Great O'Conn started talking about it and then now they talked about it again, I just never really thought of it as anything. I just thought they were talking to talk. Mm-hmm. But they do seem very serious about this, and it does seem like there's something going on here. Obviously, the instant one originally would have been Unagi Sayaka because it was Unagi and Great O'Conn who were always interacting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, since she's gone, I been going away from that for the time being still could be uh, her i guess it could be i also thought tecla i i also think tecla her could be vibe um obviously she speaks english too so she'd be able to work and i think that would it would kind of benefit her because not that i don't like her ddm but it would probably help her set herself apart from the rest a little more I, obviously she's different in many ways but i think it could help her rise up the card if anything and get that bump like you said can I pitch a very wild pitch? Sure. Uh, this is a two-person team. Uh, Mina Shirakawa and Mariah May. Yeah, I thought about them, too. I thought about them, too. Because they're already doing the Gideon Gray thing, too, where mm-hmm. they introduce each other before the match. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus, it would be a good departure from uh, you know basically already yeah. doing... We, we, <laughs> they would have to shift a little more, obviously, yeah. from the cosmic angels thing if they join them but they are definitely i think they're they probably have to be the favorites at this point honestly i was gonna say mariah may and then i was like well mina's still going through all the stuff she's going through but if you're bringing a mariah you almost have to bring in mina as well yeah because mariah's not gonna um just go alone that would make no sense no it's a good one uh saida she's already green does that work Yes, it works. So there you go. They nailed it. Nailed it. Green. There we go. By default, she is part of it. Perfect. Sayakamatani by default, I guess, too, just because she wears green. She's pretty much already wearing the robe and the jacket and everything. Yeah, yeah. She's already she went all the way there. She just needs the logo on it, and you're all set. I mean, Sayakamatani. That I mean, you talk about like a, a Saeeda person that like, oh, they could use the bump of United Empire. Sayakamatani. I think that would that. It would be the kind of bump that could get her into world title picture to me of like, you know, 
it Sayakamitani feels like early Osprey sometimes, where it's like, okay, how do we get her to that next level? Having her a part of UE might get her to that next level. I think that's not a yeah. bad idea as well. Yeah, plus, I think um, out of all the people we've said, Club Venus duo makes the most sense just because they seem to be breaking away anyways if you want to kind of establish them as in between. And I also think they'll be traveling the most in terms, or Mina at least will, in terms of the stardom expansion into the U.S. So, um, yeah, it would make sense that way. So, good shout there. Um, but we'll wait and see because I honestly I don't know how willing how deep they're willing to go with it yeah. either. Uh huh. Um, but I'm intrigued that they continuously bring it up at the very least. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, the main event of night one, of course, was uh, Tetsuya Naito defeating Shota Umino in a 32 minute 11 second main event. I was really hoping this would be great it wasn't uh it wasn't bad per se it was just this match had no business being 32 minutes long um uh plus showed a you know showed a lost and all that stuff so i guess that's another thing i was like ah dang what else have showed a win but it, it had really no match had no <laughs> business being 32 minutes long uh it it, it should have been way shorter it, it in hindsight it didn't have to be the main event it didn't make any sense to me. Uh, no, it, and plus you're following the Tai Chi Will Osprey match, so it was just a dead spot for Shota. Um, I don't know. I, I also don't like the fact that he's like looking, coming out looking like Naito. He then wrestles like Tanahashi, and then he also has John Moxley stuff. I don't know. It, there's stuff like about that that I'm like, ah, be your own man. But it, this match was like, this match was good. It was just it had no business being this long. And I get it. It's a new Japan it main boring event. boring at points. It did. Um, it did 100% get boring at points. I think a lot of people, from reaction-wise, I think a lot of people went overboard, acting like sh- Shooter like had no shot or anything like moving forward. It's like, oh, he's bad. You know, he's not gonna, like I think he's gonna be fine. It's just there is a lot. There is an importance for him. Yeah. Of being his own guy. And it starts to me with having his own finisher and not using the Death Rider. And, uh, like, when he hit the um, the cradle DDT, I was like, oh, shit, that's a good move because it's not the Death Rider. And then and the Night Dove kicked out of it. I was like, all right, so it's not his finisher. Got it. Um, <laughs> I think with the... With, He's gonna learn the main event style. That's gonna come. Like, yeah. He, how many times has he wrestled thirty plus minute matches in his career to this point? I'm gonna guess maybe zero. Um, and I, you had a good point that through a New Japan Cup through a G1, he's going to learn. He's going to get better. He's going to figure it all out. Yeah. That's what these tournaments do for these guys. The guy he's wrestling against, Naito, wasn't solved day one. It, he wasn't. And look at Naito now. He's still maybe one of, if not the most popular wrestlers in, wrestlers in New Japan. Um, it had moments, though, that I did enjoy in this match. I think it wasn't a complete stinker um, that like, some people had it. It just should have been so much better because I think, I think, shoot, I, I know 
shooter has it in him. I've seen it already that he has it in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the style of match made no sense to me at all. Thirty two minutes, like what? No, like you said, no reason to do that. Um, and Naito winning that felt inevitable to me. Hopefully, moving forward, uh, shooters willing to change away from kind of mimicking a bunch of guys, like you said, and figuring out his own stretch. It's fine to use Tanahashi stuff. It's fine to have that little Naito-esque stuff, too. Mm -hmm. But my biggest problem will, until he gets rid of it, being using all the Moxley stuff. Yeah. Because, like, that's part of his matches that are very very clear to me that if you don't have your own finisher, you don't have an identity at all. And he needs he needs a finisher, and that's what you build the rest of your match off of. You're not built like you're not building it off of a guy who you don't wrestle at all. Like by the way, John Moxley and Shota Umino do not have the same style, nor should they, because Shota Umino is going for that New Japan Ace type guy, and John Moxley, John Moxley. Um, so I hope in time that's that's what the one of the tournaments do is allow him to figure out and find a new move. He can use the Death Rider as a setup move or something. Mm-hmm. I don't need it as his finisher. No. Yeah, you referenced it before, but uh, I tweeted out saying that I, what I learned from this match is that I am super excited to see a post G1 Shota Umino, yeah. which yeah. that would obviously include a post New Japan Cup and all this stuff. But this guy needs, uh, this guy needs more time to thaw out. More time yeah. to he's, he isn't cooking yet, but he has to thaw out a little bit. They haven't given him a world title match or anything, so it's not like no. they're like, "Hey, you need to be ready right now." No, and this is a new beginning show main event with yeah. Naito and stuff. You know, uh, it is what it is. But you know, this is certainly his longest match of his career. His other matches, he was Will Ospreay, the historic crossover show at twenty three minutes. He uh, faced Shota, He faced, faced Yoda Suji uh, for a 25-minute match uh, last year as well. Uh, that match did not get a lot of praise. I believe his actual longest match up to this point was a get match against Osprey in 2021 at Uprising, and that got uh, four and a half stars from Dave. Um, so that one was good, uh, but uh, it was also the Osprey style versus the uh, Naito style, I guess. Well, you know, the the guy does not have a lot of main event matches or 30-minute matches under his belt yet. He has, the most was 27 minutes, then he was 25, and then it was like 22 or something. So he's getting there. He needs way more time to thaw out. I would, i really interested to see how this guy is post-G1, when he has more time to maybe New Japan Cup work on a new finisher, do a bunch of Road 2 shows where he's working on new things and then get to the G1 where he can have a lot of time to wrestle a bunch of different people, get a lot more experience, get a lot more knowledge, and uh, post-G1. Because we talk about it all this time. Happened with Jay White, happened with Starlight Kid. Uh, you know, go down the line. Uh, there was a, these tournaments, these, these round-robin tournaments, really give people time to cook and really give people time to get better uh, at both the wrestling style, the, what they're doing, the presentation, yada, 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 whatever they're trying to do to get better at. Jay White, it was it was his heel heat. Starlight Kid, it was 
kind of also heel heat as well. Uh, but uh, gives them the ability. Starlight Kid was also a lot of wrestling as well, and in, in terms of working as a heel. Um, but uh, it was gave gave them the ability night after night to get better. And I think tournaments like that are something that he definitely needs. Tag t- these all these tag matches. He should be working a bunch of tags, do all this stuff. He just needs more time. He, I think New Japan will get him there at some point. He's just not there currently, and I you know just give him a little more time. Yeah, and. Like like we said, um, and to me, um, I think it's silly to think he would be there already, if that makes sense. Because as you and me have talked about, right, he is a different guy outside of RevPro, um, and his RevPro matches are mostly not loved unless it's against Will Ospreay. So I think... I think the tournaments will do all the right for him. I think by the end of the G1, he's going to be right. He's going to be that ace-like figure that we're all hoping for. So I look forward to him doing that in due time. Uh, there was also night two on Sapporo. Uh, do you want to talk about this? I know you have not talked about it, but we are at a f- hour 48 right now. Do you want to mo- talk about this or move I on? I don't to, care. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on to Storm Supreme Fight. That's a show we both... Uh, watched. I, I assume you watched the whole show. I watched a couple of the matches from the show. Um, I sure did. Do you want to talk about the whole thing, or do you want to uh, talk about the top four? We can talk about the top four. Perfect. Top four, starting off with, you're going to have to help me out here, uh, Chihiro right. Hashimoto. Nailed that. That was a good job. You're welcome. Uh, defeated Mirai uh, in what was... Don't know about a surprise, but for someone that has never seen Hashimoto wrestle, was certainly like all right, here we go, yeah, baby. Uh, Big Hash is uh, Big Hash is the uh, international fans have called her, and now it is canon. Uh, she, so someone told Big Hash about her. She was like, "Oh, all right, well, yeah, that's my nickname now." Uh, What's her nickname? <laughs> Big Hash. Big Hash. I love Big Hash. Yeah, I thought um, she was great. I thought the suplexes, the, the lariats, everything about this was just hard hitting, extreme, extremely. I walked away being like, all right, I want to see more big hash. It was a similar vein of like when I saw you for the first time, I was like, all right, I want to see more of this person. They're tag team partners. So it makes sense. Oh, perfect. Oh man. Now I got to, no, I, now I got to see those matches. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I thought this was just a great outing, great showcase for big hash. Um, an interesting one, and maybe it was sort of a surprise. Maybe it was a surprise to you. I don't know about if it was for the stardom faithful, but as a more casual fan, I was quite surprised that Mariah ate a pin here, um, seeing how pushed at the beginning of the year Mariah had last year. I feel like she sort of cooled off at the end of last year, but uh, losing here, I thought that was interesting to an outsider. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, well, let's all tell the story building to Hashimoto versus Shuri at All Star Dream Queendom. I think that's no, it's Dream Queendom's the uh, Wrestle. Kingdom. No, it's All Star. It's All Star Grand Queendom. That's Grand the name of the yeah. show. Sorry, I get them all confused because they're all slightly, di- slightly different. It's the same um, words except for one. <laughs> yeah, All Star Grand. Queen, though. Uh, I think that, that that's what we're building towards. So Mirai was going to be the casualty of war here. Mm. But right. but I'm going to I'm just going to I'm going to say this now. As someone as someone who is obviously I'm I watch all stardom and 
I, I am fully locked into the stories and where we're going here. You're a freak as well. I'm a free, I am a freakazoid for start. That that goes without saying. Uh, I need we need a new different term for that though. We're yeah. uh, freakazoids for AEW. I don't want to take that away from them. Um, Super fan, but I what I but I will. Nah, it's not as fun. Uh, freakazoid's funny. Uh, but what I will say is this was actually my favorite match of the show. Mm. Even with the big main event and what I thought was a great tag title match, I thought. This worked so well to Mariah's overall story of how she gets into these big, huge matches. She shows that heart. Oh, by the way, she was over like Rover because cheering was back. I want to point that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people were like, oh, you know, the clapping thing. It's just because it worked. She's not going to be over yet. Shut up. Shut up, you idiots. She's over. She's the next big star for this company. Uh, she's one of the best. And I thought she got over so well because, you know, Hashimoto was bullying her and made it a struggle in the early going. She has great mat work and all that. And Mariah looked like she had no answers. And then, you know, she Hashimoto starts slapping her in the face and it's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Here we go. And uh, the, the magic of Mariah getting over in this match just for it all to go crashing to a halt with the crowd, especially when Hashimoto suplexed her onto her head. Everyone was like, Oh, Oh, <laughs> like yeah. they're the yeah. released German where Mariah just lands right on top of her head. Yeah. Everything just shut down from there. And they were like, that was the game changer moment. Right all there. right. And then Hashimoto went on to win it, but I thought it was a great way to continue to get Mariah over in a whole different way. She couldn't be more ready, by the way, for one of these two top titles. Like I'm done waiting. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wait anymore. I think she is one of the best. Uh, I talked with someone about this. She might be the best athlete in stardom in terms of just the way she's able to combine power and speed. Cause like when she's running those ropes, she's going, uh, her lariat when she hit the uh jumping lariat to finally take hash down. I was like, let's go. And I was like, I obviously know you're gonna lose, but let's go. Uh, this was <laughs> this was excellent, perfect way to introduce, I think, Hashimoto to a lot of people, yeah. Um, who d- haven't seen her before. I think a lot of people walked away saying, Yeah, I need to see more of her. I'm one of those people, I should be part people. of the uh, I think that was part of the game here. I know she's facing Shuri, but that should have been part of it, and it was so bravo. Yeah, I thought it was a very good presentation to for big old big hash, old big hash goddesses <laughs> of stardom title match. Uh, is it goddesses? Goddess? Uh, goddess? Th- I call it goddess. Some things have goddesses. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nanai Takahashi and you uh, teamed up you. Uh, and defended their title successfully against Tameka and Micah. Uh, I will say this here because I said I was going to talk about it later. Uh, leg selling. Uh, I thought Micah did a very good job at the beginning of the match. And then as the match went on, she started like running a lot and doing a lot of power moves in terms of like power arms and stuff. And I was just like, all right, you've, you've, you've lost the plot on the, the leg selling here a little bit. I uh, wasn't a fan of that stuff. I'm a big stickler. This is what I mean. I'm a big stickler about it. I thought, I thought TJP did a very good job about in terms of the leg selling. I thought Hameka started very well. And then I was going to dub her the queen of leg selling, uh, and then it uh, and then it uh, dipped as the match went down. Uh, but you know it's fine. Other than that, I thought this match was really good. 
I thought, you know, you and Nanai look still very good. I thought Micah, because of Hameka's leg selling, Micah stood out a lot more. Uh, yeah. She's always really good. Uh, what did you think of this tag match? I thought I thought it was probably Mahime's best um, tag match overall that I've seen. I think I think the way they designed the match worked really well to Micah and Jamaica and that Micah was able to really get the match going when she, it was her against the world when Jamaica was on the outside. Um, I think Nanai and you are just phenomenal champions and people have to accept that. I know people, again, don't like Nanai, but they've been nothing but great in this role um, and them getting booed out of the building after their win means that whoever does beat them is going to get a huge boost from it. Yeah. It did feel like Mahime almost should have been that team down the road and they still can be because they were, they were maybe the most over people in the whole night. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it accomplished everything you wanted to accomplish. You, you, you continued to create these awful heels who beat Meltier, which was a fan favorite. Now Mahime, who's a fan favorite, not Sko and Rock, it won't matter because they're not obviously fan favorites, but uh, it's interesting thinking ahead to who will beat this team because I think it uh, it'll be a big way of putting whoever that is over. Yeah, you know maybe it's uh, I don't know who else who else we got in the tag team. I mean I don't know. Uh, Everyone technically has a tag team. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like Mina Mirai maybe you know Mina Mirai that could be that would be big for them. Um, I think they could still go back to melt here truthfully. So. Yeah, they have options. I'm sure. I'm sure the title changed between now and All Star Dream Queendom. I think they'll probably do it there. That makes sense. Wonder of Stardom. Wonder of Stardom title match. Saikamatani defeated Momo Watanabe. Uh, again, I thought this match was pretty good. Uh, but I thought of the four, this was the weakest. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. Sayaka Matani uh, was like my one of my favorite female wrestlers of the year, and she cooled off a little bit at the end of last year. Uh, and I was really hoping in this year she'll start off strong, really going to see some great stuff out of her. And I was just sort of left uh, wanting more out of this match. Uh, they were they did a lot of outside stuff because it was Momo, it was a Wado Tai, uh, so they did some table nonsense. I was very excited. We put Momo on a table. Sai is jumping up to the top rope. I'm like, here we go. Let's do a splash. Let's do like a, a Superfly splash. Let's do a, a, a Phoenix splash for no reason. Let's just do something. Uh, instead, it was a, a, a double foot stomp that kind of slid off, missed, and didn't, go through, the, didn't go through the table at all. Uh, so that was a big defeat. They were never going to go through that table. With the diving stop. Never for a second. I was like, this will never go break that table. So No. So it became a disappointment. It'd be like, all right. <laughs> I was hoping to be something. Yeah, I mean diving foot stops just a weird move to do there. Yeah. Um yeah, I I am I had many thoughts about this match because I've seen some people think it was Momo's fault that this match Miss under delivered and I was like clearly you people don't watch Momo Watanabe if you think that mm-hmm. there is a Saya Kamatani problem right now um, she fell off big time at the end of last year Yeah, and now some of her opponents forced that to happen I think you know you, you have Umasaki uh, 
at the big show at the end of last year who obviously wasn't ready for that spot. Ivami Saray to kick off this year, and you can point to those last two defenses and say it, but to me, this was the one that really told me the truth, and that's I think Kamatani's actually affected from that match with Mina Shirakawa. I think her losing the Phoenix Splash because she's not doing it anymore. Uh, she hasn't done it since. Has probably played with her confidence. Um, I thought her five star was also underwhelming to begin with, mm-hmm. um, as compared to say Shuri. We'll compare the two champions. And Sai was in the stronger block, so that only makes it harder for her. Um, but I think there is something going on here because Saya had such a good first six months last year. Yeah. Like legitimately like women's wrestler of the year, at least she was in multiple wrestler of the year conversations. And then Shuri absolutely blew her out of the water in the second half. Yeah. At least that's what I thought with the five star really being what turned that all around. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not like Saya yeah. didn't have good matches in the five star. No, but she was it in a wasn't tough to the height that she was wrestling at earlier on in the year. And that came against some of her best opponents too. She fought Mayu Yutani. She fought Momo mm-hmm. in those. And I don't remember anything from those matches, nope. um, which I remember both of those two having great matches with other people. So again, this seems to be a Saya thing. Saya's only great, great match to me in the past six months or so. Or not six, that might be too many. But past couple months is that Kyrie one. And I think Kyrie is just on a different level right now overall. So that helps her. Um, I do think there is a certain uncertainty though for Saya Kamatani. It's starting to really show. Um, and it's almost concerning because something like that injury and causing that injury by accident to Amina Shirakawa, like she did can mess with your head. I'm sure. And it's starting to show that it is messing with her head. I think, and I think it's led to her being a little more unconfident with a lot of what she's doing. Like in this Momo match, she didn't do about half of the things that she usually does for big moves. And I was like, what is happening? It, it felt like, and that's why I think the finish felt flat for me was yeah. that it just kind of happened and then we moved on. So yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what it is, but uh, I think Sai needs to, I don't know, maybe have another tournament to retool and refocus. I think maybe the, maybe having the title and that um, burden over you and that stress is starting to add up as well, but we'll have to wait and see. I think also a good part of that as well is that, you know, she's basically defended the title against everybody. You know, she yeah. has to start, she yeah. has to start facing new people. And I don't know. It's maybe the, I also, the idea is that the title reign has run its course way past its course. And she needs to lose that title and do something else and reconfigure a little bit. Um, Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I think you're right. I think you're right. Is that there's that she's having a problem. We don't know exactly what that problem is, uh, whether it is stress of the title, uh, uh, mental, whatever, from the accident that happened that, in that Mini Shirakawa match. But ultimately, it's like, look, you got to put it together. you got to move past it. You're still a champion. you got to defend. you got to do great stuff over here. And, uh, yeah, no, she's her output hasn't been up to par. 
uh, to the par uh, to the bar that she herself set. Uh, you know, I was really high on Sai Kamatani, and I don't remember having a lot of like, man, she was great in this match at the five star. So yeah, yeah uh, I think you know, I think you're right. I think losing the title would be a good move. Who does she lose the title to? I don't know, but I think it's you know, just lose the title, uh, go into you know, uh, Cinderella tournament. You know, do well there. Uh, you know, you, you got you needs a she needs a moment. She needs a moment. I guess that'd be my best my best understanding. Yeah, but we move ahead. We move ahead. Uh, to the main event. In fact, uh, with the main event of this show was the World of Stardom title. It was Julia defeated Suzu Suzuki in twenty five minutes and four seconds. Uh, I mean, this match was on the tin uh, as we all expected it would be. Uh, this match was hard hitting. This match was brutal. This match was, you know, uh, crazy. Uh, he definitely went for it. Uh, I would love to see Suzu work less, uh, less of a big main event style and be even more brutal in terms of her stuff. Like, if I could combine Big Hash and Suzu a little bit more, I think that would be fun. i just love to see Suzu being more... Like a, a, a Suz- Minoru, more like a Brock person of like just going out there and beating the crap out of people. I would love to see more of that. Um, I think do less big main event style stuff and more like I'm just going to beat the crap out of you to be more different as well. Because I think she can serve that. But I think ultimately she had a very, very good match here with Julia. Um, uh, I just I, I wanted to get right over that hump of just like, oh yeah, here's what we needed. But there were a lot of great stuff. I mean, that that top rope whatever that top move. I don't even remember what that move was because it looked kind of weird when they were coming down. It was like a yeah. top move suplex sort of thing. I think, well, they did a release German, I think, but I thought they did something else now that I think about it, but maybe I'm mistaken. But what did you think of this main event? Uh, I thought Suzu was the reason this was as good as it was. I thought it was an off day for Julia. Um, Julia... She's she's going back to some of the stuff from her Wonder Rain, like the grappling and the the main event style um, that she went away from big time over the past year, two years. Uh, and my hope is that she kind of just is changing it up because this feud, so this match didn't have the blood feud feel to it that it did the first time around. I think that's part of the reason why it totally just go in there and totally. beat the crap out of each other and that's kind of the that's just the switch of the relationship between these two they went from obviously hating each other and Susie wanting to you know, destroy julia to okay they had a 15 minute draw we saw them embrace in that match and kind of move on from that part of them so now this was just two of the top competitors going head to head so you had to almost go down that main event style but to me it would have been better served if they just still disliked each other because I think their 15 minute match is better than this one. Um, that's not to say this was bad because these two can't have a bad match. Um, it just wasn't to that level. Uh, and then, you know, with Suzu, I think she is, she is so good that you almost, she is so good that like us screaming the 20 years old thing, the project thing, it's like so useless at this point. It's like, yeah, she's just one of the best. We get it. Yeah. Um, 
her having to play the main event style, I, I agree with you, is different because it's not what she does. It's mm-hmm. not what she's best at because she doesn't do it. Yeah. Um, but I did think that she was the reason this match was as good as it was, too, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because she did bring a lot of that violent part back to the match while I think Julia was kind of waiting on that. Julia was bringing the main event part, mm-hmm. and Suzu was bringing the violent part that they're so good at. Yeah. I think that's why Suzu stood out to me more. Um, she lost because, of course, she was going to, but uh, a good first defense for Julia. All right. Well, uh, that was the main event. Uh, I mean, excited to see more. Uh, obviously, they announced the participants of the Cinderella tournament, and we have the uh, uh, Grand Queendom coming down the pipe as well. So uh, I'm excited to see. Uh, where we go from here but uh yeah no I, I was hoping more of a blood feud match here as well but you're right sort of their relationship has changed uh yeah. and now also now that uh you know shuri's in the rear view suzu's in the rear view i'm interested to see what is coming down the pipe for julia maybe it, of course it's going to be the winner of the cinderella tournament but uh we'll uh see what happens there do you have any uh ideas about the cinderella tournament as it's coming up soon uh who might who might get that win? I'm guessing Mina. That could be a good one. That would make sense. I was hoping I was hoping it wouldn't be Mina because it that would make it predictable because Mina is gonna get another title match eventually. It's just a matter of when. Uh but it does seem like it will be Mina to kind of boost her up to that level officially, and then uh she'll probably get the win. My preference would be a Natsupoi. Or uh-huh. Starlight Kid, um, but I'm feeling Mina first, and then those will probably be my backups. What if Mina won and then didn't challenge for the World of Stardom title? You mean Wonder? Yeah. What if she challenged for Wonder? She does. That she will challenge for Wonder. Cinderella always challenges for Wonder. They did. I thought they challenged for World. They've. It's been very rare, but they usually challenge for the Wonder. They can get any wish they want. Why are they challenging for world? What are no, they you ask a fair question. It just never happens. <laughs> well, if they get any wish they want, why don't they kick out Rossi and they put themselves in charge? <laughs> now, see, now you're cooking. <laughs> now we're cooking. Speaking of cooking, NWA, enough said happening this Saturday. <laughs> oh, my God. Before we go, of course, I just want to remind everybody that I lost the Royal Rumble uh, bet that we had. So I will be doing a live stream on twitch.tv slash countoutpod um, this Saturday. We're going to do a live watch along with NWA or two NWA Nuff Said. Sorry, and twitch.com, twitch.tv slash countout. That's what it is, twitch.tv slash countout. Um, but we will be doing a uh, live watch along to NWA Nuff Said. Uh, obviously the famous catchphrase of Fox News celebrity uh tyrus uh we all know that you know we all know that we've all heard that all heard that phrase said to us over and over again it's it's all over the boards uh nwa enough said they do have a card announced finally and the card's not finalized you know you we could we talk open the show about having a month away from revolution there's a card not fully realized well this is a week away and we the card is not officially finalized yet so that's upsetting, but uh, we got some stuff for you. Scotty, do you just want to do a quick little preview to talk about what we got in, he- in store for me? Yes, I'd love a laugh. 
All right. Well, of course, your main event currently is the NWA World Heavyweight title match between Tyrus and Matt Cardona. Uh, But it says in here the stipulation could change following the February 7th episode, this upcoming Tuesday episode of NWA Power. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, (laughs) So currently it's Tyrus versus Matt Cardona. I think the idea is that they wanted to do like a stip like Steel Cage, some sort of gimmick like that. Um, but uh, it has not been decided as of yet. So currently, Tyrus versus Matt Cardona for the NWA World Heavyweight title. Are you excited about that? If you think I'm going to watch this show, you're nuts. No. The reason I, I'm so, so happy that I won that damn thing is because I don't have to watch this show. Am I excited about this? No. Am I excited about hearing your review the next day, though? Yeah, yeah I sure am. I sure am, Ryan. We started off, this, off the year saying, oh, we're not going to talk about NWA anymore. And here we go. Preview and review for Nuff Said. Uh, um, uh, NWA National Heavyweight title. Of course, Scion is the holder. Uh, and he will be defending his title against Homicide. Uh, Homicide on the February 4th episode, that yesterday's episode of NWA USA, uh, was victorious his match and, dra- and did a post-match promo that was heavily censored due to its explicit language. They ended the promo calling out Scion uh, for a match enough said. And of course, Scion. his Scion's manager and father, Austin Idol, uh, then proceeded to try to get Austin to, uh, or then Homicide proceeded to get Austin to fight him before NWA backstage officials intervened. So uh, it's going to be Scion versus Homicide for the national heavyweight title. Yeah. Moving on, we got the end- people. No, 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 time out, time out, time out. I, I need to point out how I don't even know who these people are. Well, of course, you know Homicide. I know him. Scion like, is secretly Robert Ego Anthony. Wow. Spoiler alert. Wow. You just, you just ruined the entire lore. Yeah, I hate to ruin a guy's NWA. gimmick, but uh, but uh, that is the case. Oh, do you? Because you just you did it. You did it. No problem there. Makes you think. It makes you think. NWA Junior Heavyweight Title Match. Uh, it was going to be Kerry Morton, of course, the champion at the time. We all remember this. Uh, versus Alex Taylor. I bet you exactly know who Alex Taylor is. Uh, he is ca- using his Champion Series win to cash in and have a match against Kerry Morton because he was on the uh, Kerry Morton's team, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, for the Champion Series. Uh, in the winners of all of the, all of the people in the champion series, which is like seven or eight people, uh, all get future title shots to cash in whenever they want to. So, uh, uh, already Alex Taylor is using his opportunity to cash in, uh, his champion series match for Kerry Morton, uh, for the junior heavyweight title. Enough said. I just love how much you say all these people's names. They're just flying over my head. I'm like, <laughs> how, how is NWA gone out of their way to find so many people I've never heard of? Well, Alex Taylor, we all know. He, you know, his manager is Danny Deals. We all remember. Oh, of course. Names. Of course. And then uh, Kerry Moore. Oh! oh, what's up? Danny Deals? Yeah, Danny Deals. You're just, you're just saying it like I know who that is. Uh, and then Kerry Morton. He's the son of Ricky Morton. No, I know that. Yeah, I know yeah. that one. I, I had to assume you knew that one. <laughs> That's one of the few I do know. 
For the NWA World Women's title match, we have Camille, long-standing champion Camille, uh, often disrespected champion from the PWI 100, uh, champion Camille, not even in the top 10. She's held the title for a year long, and it's a kayfabe magazine. She doesn't even get in the top 10, old Camille. Uh, She will be defending her title against Angelina Love. You remember her? Uh, Angelina Love. I can't believe I just heard her name in 2020. Well, it's going to be a no DQ match uh, versus oh, Angelina man. Love. And Angelina Love is currently in a uh, tag team with, uh, I think they're called like Beautiful Love or something like that. Because it's Angelina mm-hmm. Love and her boyfriend, friend, Fodder. You remember Fodder from uh, the old... Uh, from Harry con- Potter? No, from the old Control Your Narrative shows. Fodder. I... I- no, 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 no. Let's not. We're not. We're not just gonna put out into the universe thinking I watch those shows. I don't want. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I did not watch. What was it called? Fodder. <laughs> control no, your control narrative. Your narrative. Yeah, uh, I didn't watch those. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want on the on the past first ever NWA Power Live show, Angelina Love and Fodder were scheduled Fodder. to have scheduled to have a tag match with Camille and uh, what's his face? Camille's husband. Tom Latimer. Uh, then they were like, Fodder. Oh. And then Angelina Love and Fodder couldn't make it apparently because of weather. So they were like, Oh, dang. Uh, well, let's just do a promo thing. And then Angelina Love and Fodder came out and attacked Tom Latimer and Camille. Uh, and they did all that stuff to build up to this no DQ match now. So you have to believe that Tom Latimer and Fodder are going to get involved fodder. in this match. If, hey, how's your, hey, how's your fodder? Sorry. If there is any. I hate to say it, Scotty, but I think there is a very good chance Angelina Love is winning the title. All right. <laughs> There's a chance. There's All a right, chance. Man. No, go off, buddy. I, uh, wrestling's. There's a reason. There's a reason Billy Corgan got kicked out of Impact. And it's because they knew he was going to suck. Yeah. We got this two more terrible. two more matches here. Uh, two singles matches. Chris Adonis versus Trevor Murdoch. Uh, a good WWE Superstars match here. Um, Is that Chris Masters, Chris Adonis? Yes, Chris Masters, Chris Adonis, and Trevor Murdoch, Trevor Murdoch. Because uh, he's the same name. Uh, <laughs> uh, they are wrestling each other. I believe this came about when Chris Adonis eliminated Trevor Murdoch for the Champion Series match. And so they're getting a singles match out of this. Uh, Chris Adonis versus Trevor Murdoch because they've been feuding. You have to watch the show. You know what? I'm going to let you finish going through and then I have a question for you. Sure. I got one more match and it's a doozy. Thank God. Thank God. Singles match here. EC3. You know this guy. And of course, you, everyone knows who Kevin Kiley is, his opponent. EC3 versus Kevin Kiley. My favorite wrestler. Do you know who Kevin Kiley is? No. I'll cl- they have a link on the Wikipedia page. Kevin Robert Kylie Jr. is an American professional wrestler and commentator best known for his time in WWE under the ring name Alex Riley. That's right. EC3 no. versus Alex Riley on NWA Nuff no. said. Get into it. <laughs> <laughs> This match is going to blow the roof 
off the ceiling. Is that a phrase? I don't know, but it's going to be great. Alex Riley, he's you back. Said, no, no, time out, time out. You just said roof off the ceiling. Are those <laughs> not the same thing? In my world, no, apparently. Uh, Alex Riley, you thought he was going to come back for one match for some uh, some Zack Ryder, uh, Mark Sterling show or whatever? No, 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 no. He's he's coming back for NWA. Enough said. Can't I can't. Wait. I can't believe you just told me. Mm-hmm. That they're running Alex Riley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Versus EC3 on this paper. Pay per view. People are going to pay for this. It's sold out. It's sold out weeks ago. Tickets that sold out weeks ago. And pay per view, who the heck knows how they're doing. It's on fight. It's on fight. I'll tell you that much. Uh, if you click, if you go to the, the NWA website and click on pay-per-view, it still goes to hard times three. Uh, so don't go there. Uh, <laughs> but if it is on fight, you can watch NWA enough said with me on Twitch uh, or the show on pay-per-view eight o'clock, so February 11. How much? $25. Go ahead. You had. I was asking how much the pay-per-view was, and you just you just smashed me in the face with that immediately. Uh, I'm concerned for you because of how bad this show is on paper. And trust me, whether it's on paper or not, it ain't going to be much better. So uh, I, I, uh, I don't know, man. This, this is bad. This is really bad. Like this is a really bad show. This is gonna. Be, this is this is worse than the worst matches on Cage Match. What are you talking about? We got a. Uh, there might be a women's world title change. We got the return of Alex Riley. Uh, there might be a steel cage match. I don't know what's happening with that. Uh, Homicide cursed a bunch, so that's fun. Uh, good. Little... Oh, he's allowed to curse. No, apparently they bleeped it out. Uh, so it was heavily censored. So no, apparently. Um. I don't love that. No, this man, this this show yeah, is uh, a bunch of nothing stuff. A bunch. It's of bad. It's bad. It's a lot of like, you know, <laughs> NWA. Like, I think you know, Voice of Wrestling talk about this a lot, and I really agree with them that NWA is a good place that can serve as like people coming down off the ladder and people going up the ladder. Yeah. This show. I- is mostly like TV show reject people. And, and I don't mean that like in a fully negative way, but it's people that have been cut for various things coming down the ladder. Tyrus, Matt Cardona, Chris Adonis, Trevor Murdoch, uh, EC3, Alex Riley, Angelina Love, uh, Homicide never got a TV deal. You know, it's like the only people that are like actually like indie stars that are on the come up is like, Camille, I guess. Scion, who is who is under a mask, who's not going to get any of the praise that Robert Eagle Anthony deserves. Carrie Morton, who is an actual, you know, who is like an actual trainee, and Alex Taylor, who's also like a trainee person. Like, there's only one match where it's like, oh, these are the future. It's just, it's just a lot of like, this is the old, you know, this is, you know, this could be maybe a way interesting, more interesting card five years ago, maybe ten years ago. You know, like I said, Chris Adonis versus Trevor Murdoch. That's a great superstars match. Uh, <laughs> Tyrus versus Matt Cardona. Great superstars match. 
but it's the main event for NWE Enough Said. And you know, Matt Cardona's not the same guy he used to be. I think he's really good uh, as the heel as he's been doing, but that has been, I don't know, what, year and a half, two years at this point? Uh, and NWA is not serving that gimmick anymore because he's also trying to play heel against Tyrus, who is apparently the babyface to this audience. So, I don't know, sold out. I'm sure they're going to make a, money, a lot of money on fight. You know, Tyrus is constantly on Fox News promoting this, uh, the show. Thank so God. They're going to make money. Uh, but yeah. Are they, though? Are they actually going to make money? Do they make money from these wrestling shows? I have to imagine they do. I mean, they're sold out. I don't know how much the tickets were. I think they were like 20 bucks or whatever. I don't know how much it seats, but uh, they're going to make I'm money. Just... I, don't, I don't know. They're probably going to make money. I mean, I'm buying it. I'm paying 25 bucks to see it. Yeah, but that's because you lost. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there was that's no shot in hell. No, you were watching this if you didn't lose that. Correct. Am I correct? Thank you. So that furthers my point of who the hell is paying to go see this in person. Great question. These are all great questions you're asking, Scotty. I watch. I'm gonna have someone reach out to me now. And say, but yeah, I'm going. I'm like, oh, why? Why would you do that to you? And why is Tyrus a baby face? It's because ultimately, what this show is and what NWA has become is that they Good have joke. decided that they're going to lean into Tyrus as champion and lean into their target audience becoming Fox News viewers so anyone that is watching fox news right now that kind of audience and we all know what that kind of audience is like and granted i don't think i don't think necessarily what they're doing is a dumb idea financially speaking because it tends to be a number one show every night fox news um but it tends to do really well and it has that sort of audience uh so it's not like a wholly financially dumb idea but we all understand, listeners of this show understand, I think they would agree with us, is that we all understand who the target audience is for Fox News and what those kind of people are. And they are completely leaning into that. People of yesteryear, the people that are watching it now, they're like, oh, I remember Trevor Murdoch. I remember Zack Ryder. I remember Ty- Tyrus. Oh, Tyrus, I see him on Fox News every day. I remember EC3. I don't know if the people even know who EC3 is. But, you know, they have Tyrus Big face on the poster. Nuff said his famous catchphrase from Fox News, and you know they're they're completely appealing to that audience, and it already sold out. And I have to imagine that these old people or whatever are going to have to figure out how fight works so they can watch it. it it's working for them in a time where they weren't attribute, you know, they weren't making money from the regular everyday audience. This is working for them financially. I understand why they're doing it. I just think the whole thing's dumb and stupid. Anyways, watch me on twitch.tv slash countout this Saturday. It's icky. That's what it is. It's icky. It's icky, icky, Vicky. Um, Yeah, so watch twitch.tv slash countout with me on Friday, or not Friday, Saturday, 8 p.m. We'll be watching NWA. Nuff said a sort of watch along. Uh, So I appreciate you joining me uh, on my journey uh, because I will need uh, assistance more than likely. Uh, So I would appreciate it. Um, That is it for this show of Ring Post Radio.
Um, way over, but we had to talk about NWE enough said, of course. Uh, Scotty, we, anything to plug? We I haven't said a word in like 20 minutes. Uh, you just needed to tell me how bad that show was, and I appreciate it. Of course. Uh, plug. Um, check out my interview with Mariah May on Fightful's uh, YouTube channel. There's my plug. My match of the week that we didn't talk about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Darby Allen versus uh, Joey Samoe on uh, <laughs> AEW Dynamite's main event. Samoe Joe, really good. Anyone that says he's washed, you're wrong. Congratulations. Darby Allen, also pretty good. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if anyone's saying washed now, but I remember a point Not in time now, where but there was. They were out there. Wrestling media personalities saying that, uh, yeah, I think he did way better in WWE, and I think he misses that place. Well, and a little bit of dang gore in your morning fruit loops. All right, let's get this. <laughs> dang gore. Get this. I, I, did I tell you that I blocked in at, at some point? <laughs> because you just couldn't deal with that anymore yeah i was like all right <laughs> i can't all nice. right I, I've, I've had enough of you dangor that that you know what that's called you know what that's called right that that's called self-love that's it called is. self-love right there getting getting him out of your face i remember when he tweeted that he even like i think it was uh uh who's the guy who's the fightful guy uh there there's a lot of them we could be talking about me for all i know his name um yeah uh will washington that's who it was uh i remember remember when louis tweeted him will washington was like what are you talking about at the moment he tweeted it like what are you talking about louis and it's just hasn't held weight uh follow me on twitter at count that's the whole network follow me on twitter itself at ryan i see if you wanted to i don't barely tweet there anyway so just basically if you want my wrestling i was gonna say i was gonna say do you ever tweet on there no 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 no, no. (laughs) uh if you actually want my wrestling thoughts it's at count pod that's where you do a bunch of stuff um shout out to patreon patreon.com slash count pod uh patreon we've been putting a lot more stuff on there uh, a lot more show sort of things we have early releases now of your dose of death slapping up onto the patreon uh so if you want to listen to uh deathmatch uh interviews deathmatch discussion that is on early release for the patreon of course you get the regular feed as per usual but you get it early on the patreon patreon.com slash count pod uh Cantrips and Clothesline or D&D show is still going strong, so check out that. Plus, Okada Shorts, the Okada Short Boys, um, they uh, released, they are starting to release, like, their pre-show discussions called uh, a great little show called Drop Your Shorts. Uh, Whoa! Basically, basically the conversations they have before they actually start recording the episode of Okada Shorts. uh, Oh, thank God we don't do that. Uh yeah. Uh but no, but theirs is really good. They their first one is already up on patreon.com slash count pod and it was a really good listen, really heartfelt listen as well. It, tough listen, just a slight slight trigger warning as well. But it is like they recorded it basically right after like Jay Briscoe died. So they talked about that a lot. Um uh so very good recording. Drop your shorts. That first episode is already out. Drop your um, shorts. From the Okada Shorts boys. So yeah. Uh, great stuff. Go check that out. I've been watching my match of the week. I've been watching a lot of older wrestling as of late. Uh, uh, I watched my match of the week that I watched this week was from 1997. Do you believe it? April 19th, 1997 from CMLL, the 44th anniversary show, the Tornado Cybernetico match. Uh, this was a fantastic uh, multi-man match. Uh, fantastic Lucha, high-flying 
uh, Technico, Rudo, uh, you know, you name it, that you saw it. Uh, just a bunch of people in here. Uh, you know, Ultimo Dragons in here. Uh, El Hijo del Santo, Negro Casas, uh, AAA star Negro Casas. Uh, just a bunch of people were in this match. Uh, it was a really, really fun match to watch. Uh, so highly recommend checking that out from 1997. If you want, if you want a little lucha fill, old school lucha, CML lucha fill, before we get into more CMLL, which I'm doing that now. I'm catching up on my CMLL, Scotty, uh, from this year so far. And it's been good stuff. Been good stuff. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Uh, that Atlantis Jr. match that just happened, or that angle that just happened. I want to see that. Um, yeah, I do too. Uh, so, yeah, go. That's my match of the week. Other than that, uh, that is it for us from Ring Post Radio. Uh, we will see you all next week. For all new, brand new episode, uh, Sky will definitely be pushing that one, uh, or really, uh, really leading that one because I will be dead from NWA. Enough said. All right, we will see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. This has been a Countout Podcast.